Three, two, one, fake clap. Welcome to the Afro Taku Podcast, episode 52. I'm Mr. Good Guy, a.k.a. MGG, and I'm joined here by my co-host who will introduce himself starting right now. What's going on? It's Joga. What up, what up, what up? I am Gramps. All right, uh, let's kick it off in story time. And for this story time, we don't have a particular story, so what we're actually <coughs> going to discuss is... Um, a question, um, and the question here is going to be, would you recommend One Piece to someone new to anime? So let's say someone new comes up to you, hey, Afrotaku guy, you look like you know a lot about anime. What should I watch? Is One Piece coming out in your suggestion list or not? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Make it simple. Nope. I mean, and that has nothing to do with the quality of the anime. It's simply the length, if I'm being real. Because One Piece, just because it's so stupidly long, it encompasses a decent amount of just anime's overall history. Without the series in itself, like multiple uh, tropes, uh, plot points... Uh, low-key filler like at points etc 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 that if you really want to get someone into anime it's just going to be way too overwhelming suggesting one piece at the very start because as soon as i mean like as soon as you start it you're going to see how many episodes it is and for people who just starting anime they're not going to be splitting up like looking at one anime show another anime show another anime show at the same time so you're pretty much telling them oh from the very jump Here's over 1,000 episodes to just shove down your throat. And I feel like that's way too much. Like, you should be starting off with a 12 or, like, a 24, in my opinion. All right. I agree with that. Uh, to me, I'm, I'm on the same page. I just think it's too long. And if I recommend you spending all that time trying to catch up to One Piece, you could be watching... Uh, I, I may get some flack for this better anime. <laughs> But also just like shorter series that can get you exposed to the anime world without um, having to do such a time investment that One Piece is. Because One Piece, while it is, it's a great series, amazing, definitely deserves the respect that it gets. Um, it's really like a, it's a one note that you're getting there. And some of the stuff that you get from it, like to appreciate it requires you to have experience in other anime anyways like you may not even appreciate one piece to the degree that others appreciate it if it's your first anime because you're just like that's true well i don't get it right or i don't see why this thing that luffy's doing is so you know different or important but that's my two cents yeah for me i think about it in the sense of the struggle that it would take to even get to the point that we are in the show not even solely because of the length of it but because of the period of bad quality, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna call it bad quality, but um, it's bad relative to the quality that we're used to in all of our shows today. That's Everything true. has a much better animation quality in today's time period as compared to when it first came out. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna make you struggle through all of that, all of that roughness to see it eventually, you know, start to change into today's quality. Mm -hmm. I think about it like, um, so when somebody's trying to get into a certain type of, um, a certain video game series, and let's say, for example, um, I, li I like uh, Skyrim and all of that, and if somebody's asking, yo, you know, um, you know, just so I can make sure I understand the lore, should I start from the very beginning of the game? 
And, you know, are you going to recommend that somebody gets into the very beginning of the, of the game series if the first one that came out was all the way back mm. in, like, 1990-something where it was freaking right. 2D and pixelated That's or whatever so, that, That's just so they can try to understand the lore of it just to, you know, get through every single game where every every one of those games that came out were in relatively shitty quality to what we're used to right now. I don't think anybody's going to want to, you know, dig through that dirt. And I feel like it's the same way with, with One Piece. Even if it wasn't extremely long, let's say if it released hell one episode every um, every every month over the course of all of this time so far, I think I think it still would have been yeah. rough to get through. Yeah, yeah. It's still what like at least maybe a hundred. Well, yeah, it's still like a hundred or so. But I mean, you do incorporate like a good point. Like if you like if you get um, encountered that question, like hey, I want to start anime, and they're like. You know, like joyous, excited to start anime, et cetera, et cetera. Then, like, no, not One Piece. But you pointed out like an interesting point where if someone instead wanted to be like, "Yo, I'm actually curious to hardcore dive into anime and its history," then f around. It, like the whole script gets completely flipped, and you could actually be like a one-stop shop for you. Would Loki be One Piece, right? I mean, you know, you, it literally starts out like so long ago that you could, in a sense, again look through anime's history through a pretty reasonable lens just looking at one piece so at it's least like, in the shonen realm you're right you're right good point no good good correction but in that sense it's like yeah you would be able to at least see at the bare minimum the progress of animation throughout right. the years like Gramps was pointing out so like if someone wants to like study anime then one piece would have to be on your list i'll say that much so. <laughs> And eventually there probably will be people who have majors in, in anime studies. Yo, don't sleep, bro. I'll, yeah, I definitely see that. That's a yikes for me. I don't know if I'm happy for that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, want to confuse my kid. I'm I'm here, bro. We could be like TAs or professors up around. I, Let's go. I feel you, but I, you know, I already know I'm going to be a weave and I'm going to have kids that are going to be weaves. I don't want them getting it twisted thinking they could go and major in some anime studies. And I'm going to be like, I'm funding that dream. I'm like, no, nah, bro. You can watch that shit here all you want, nigga. But don't, don't go ahead and major in that in college. But anyways, <laughs> shout out to all the anime studies majors out there, bro. Respect <laughs> to you. Um, but does that wrap up that topic? I think everyone said their their piece right on it. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Uh, let's jump straight to decent news then. Before we end off on the anime news, well, actually, let's start with the anime news and then get to the God of War Ragnarok stuff. So. First off, uh, do you want to take away those announcements, uh, Jugga, if that works? Uh, sure. I could. Let's see. So as far as, like, anime, uh, well, first, I guess to start off, at least what I wanted to uh, bring up and just, like, gauge uh, the group's reaction slash excited for if they are at all. But as most people in the anime uh, world probably already know is that Netflix is going to be releasing a live-action Cowboy Bebop series and the trailer at least well the, the opening credits should i say um for that series have actually been released and i gotta say that it's got me it's got me hype to a point where i can only say that the opening credits are pretty much forced me to be like all right i gotta at least check out one or two episodes because it was just so um what's the word it was so um manga anime series um correlated correctly in the sense of like the opening was at least more or less just as the anime opening would be. Same music, uh, same scenes, and then same actual, um, 
uh, design as far as the opening credits go. And it looks mad decent. Uh, from like the clips they were showing, they were paying homage to um, a decent amount of like episodes that really did occur in the anime and kind of hinted towards you know the villains and such, where it's going to be more or less like the anime itself and not take on a different take, which should be interesting in concept considering uh, what the Cowboy Bebop series was. But I was trying to recall uh, whether you guys actually checked out Cowboy Bebop or how you all felt. Um, about the series in general and how you feel about this because we're still talking about a live action Netflix anime series and we already know the history with live action anime it's just not good so I mean it's not like people's hopes are really up there but it's more like eh, we, you can see it so mm-hmm. All right. um, yeah I think from my perspective I was one of the guys that missed the boat on Cowboy Bebop. It used to come on in my childhood. I didn't really get it as a kid. I was like seven years old. I'm like, I don't know what all this space stuff also is. Fair. Not enough hands being thrown. So it's always been on my list to come around to. I think my bigger question would be, is this one going to be worth the watch to feel like I got that experience? Or is it better for me to just go back and watch the 90s series? Because personally, in my opinion, while I like, I hope they execute the live action series well, to me, Cowboy Bebop is not a show that I think should be live action. I honestly feel like it would have done better for with a like animation reboot because it's like space, futuristic, like all that other stuff. Like I feel like we we have come a long way in our ability to tell those stories like live action, but I still think it's not. I don't. I don't think this has the budget to tell the story that way. So I feel like an animate an animation update. With that same storytelling, but like a new style. Well, not a new style. The same style, but just refreshed. I would prefer. But people seem to be really hype about this live action route. So I'm keeping my, you know, my mind open to it being changed. But you know, Death Note had a similar. Hey, we're we're rebooting. Come watch us. And I still haven't watched it because of how bad the backlash was. So I'm excited to. Probably watch. I think I'm gonna give a couple episodes a watch. I just wish I know I won't have the answer to that question until after it gets released. But I I'm hoping that it's very closely told to the Cowboy Bebop original story, so I can at least feel like I'm getting some of that from watching it. Because I like I said, it's on my list to go back to. And if I watch this, I'm probably gonna end up having to watch the anime anyway. So I would like to save the time that I'm gonna have to. Mm use but if I can't I can't so that's my two cents yeah um it is hard for me to convince myself to watch the live action of any anime series and all honesty so you know if they say live action it could be the best anime in the world it can be freaking you know it could be any of the sports anime and I still wouldn't watch it because I'm gonna be like <laughs> No, because they're going to they they make it like, you know, Shark Boy and, you know, freaking Lava Girl. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> throwback. That's a throwback. What right? the so, so I'm like, I, I don't, even I don't, I don't have a stupid budget you wouldn't even consider? I would, so I would, I would wait to see what the masses say, and I would still right. then probably be like, okay, maybe I'll watch a couple episodes. Maybe. 
But <laughs> Cowboy Bebop specifically, yeah, um, just like what MGG was saying, I never really had any interest in watching it, you know, while I was younger, so I can't really say sure. I, I know anything about the lore or anything like that, because I'm, you know, used to seeing a certain type of shows on the TV, and then you see this, and you're like, what the heck is this? Scrap looks boring. No, that's fair. So you're yeah, exactly. channel. So I can't really say I have that knowledge of it in that case. So I can't, I don't have anything to compare it to. It's, it's almost like, you know, it's just a random show that's coming out on, in that sense. And I'm like, you know, if I felt like watching it, hey, I'll check it out. But I definitely I definitely wouldn't go back to the, to the anime because, like I was saying earlier, you're then trying to think about that quality that you got to struggle yeah. through. It's tough. And but I'm I think trying they've to play. done... They, because of how iconic that show is, they might have done some like, um, like you know, Blu-ray updates, not changed the animation, but made it so like that lower quality doesn't look as bad on like you know TVs nowadays. You know what I mean? Those remaster type of joints. So, um, who knows? I think um, it's going to be like playing an N64 game on your 4K TV. I enjoyed that. I just played Pokemon Stadium a few weeks ago. It was fun. And that's what's up. Shout out to the It's not that bad. To me, it's the size of the TV, right? Like, if you mm. have a gigantic-ass screen, yeah, probably that sucks. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're, you know, in your room and your TV's not that far from you, like a 32-inch, 50, I'm talking, like, probably less than a 50-inch TV you're watching on, I don't think you're going to be hurt that much. And this is just coming from me, who at least when 1080p's were out, I watched One Piece from the beginning. So mm. those first episodes were definitely a struggle. 360p is not fun, but mm. this was like where they didn't remaster it at all. This is like, oh, I found this shit online. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. and I was able to handle it. So I think it's possible. Just like if you think you're gonna have a home theater set up and watch Cowboy Bebop and that <laughs> shit is gonna look dope, like no, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a wait and see. I, I could I could see either or, considering like the amount of money and e- even based on how if they, because I feel like the toughest thing that's going to be um, that's going to be able to make live action is going to be the actual high speed space battles. Mm. Everything else should be reasonable, considering that once you're actually on planet doing Cowboy Bebop ish. It's just kind of like old school 90s, um, whatchamacallit, like scenery, architecture, more or less, from what I could recall. Like, there wasn't really that much special that was happening on whatever planet they were at. But as soon as space battles happen, you know, I mean, it's an effing space battle. Like, it it completely depends on your budget, pretty much. So, I I could see it going either way, more or less. Uh, But if anything, it's it's just an interesting throwback that they um, chose to do so. So, I mean, yeah. Time will tell. Alright. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, Demon Slayer, right? Yep, Demon Slayer Season 2 release. Yep, so Demon Slayer Season 2 release date was set for December 5th. Um, I already know what happens because <laughs> I read the manga. Uh, but I did watch the Demon Slayer Mugen Train movie, which I thought was decent. Uh, I don't remember if the article speaks to where they're picking up. Uh, but I'm assuming it's going to be after the events of the train. Um, oh, no, apparently not. To help with the wait, we'll see the release of the Mugen Train arc that will adapt the feature film with an original episode that will connect Tanjiro Kamado Unraven Resolve arc with the Entertainment District arc. 
So it does look like we're going to take a second to recap some of the stuff in the movie. Yeah, so I guess they're trying to be nice for the people that didn't go out to see it. Huh. Um, but this next arc to me is going to be mad. Like, uh, I, I think the Demon Slayer fanbase really isn't going to be, you know, too shaken at all by this arc. Because, like, to me, like I said, my issue with Demon Slayer is more with the ending and the lack of exposition of a lot of elements in the world. But this way they told the story all the way through the end was pretty consistent. So I think niggas are still going to get the pretty shit. Now we're just going to get a pretty shit from the new pillar that he's going to be following in this new arc. Um, and the same old Tanjiro, Inosuke, Zenitsu type of fun. So I really, from my perspective, I know what I'm feeling about it. I'll probably watch it because... The, most of the people that are new to anime in my family circle watch Demon Slayer, so by proxy, I'm going to watch the second season. But um, I don't think it's going to carry much. I think I'm going to leave with the same opinions I left with after season one. That's mm. uh, that's how I will summarize. <laughs> I, by someone that hasn't read the manga and on like you know strictly the anime and pretty much watching it because. I gotta watch it, and plus, I mean, we gotta be real. I mean, the animation is pretty. It's just pleasant to look at. That, that's definitely a hundred percent, no matter how, no matter who you are. Um, Demon Slayer just got the hype, bro. Like, no matter. So, the best way for me to say this is that I know season two will do well, but this is going to determine whether season three does well. Based on what I know from, you know, MGG and everyone else who's read the manga and told me, you know, their reviews. So it's pretty much is season two, granted it may be lackluster, is the animation pretty much going to still be able to carry the entire series? And based on what we just saw from Mugen Train and like just a stupid amount of money Demon Slayer now has... I mean, in my opinion, it's just simply the money's going to carry it. <laughs> I mean, like, no matter, like, in, like, right now, the money and the hype that's currently with Demon Slayer is just, I mean, it broke records, period. <laughs> it's, it's like, for me to see it stop now would be very, very, very surprising. I know that many people are hyped. I know that many people were brought on to anime simply because of Demon Slayer and like masses because of Demon Slayer and like season two I feel like it's going to drop numbers just by people tuning in in the first place so season two is going to get that same kind of hype that season one got but I feel like this is pretty much their their point to make or break it for a continuation because if season two lacks luster as far as plotting content then that's when you're going to start to see the true decline but I don't think we're really going to see it until, like, when season three drops, if that makes sense. So, that's my that's my uh, opinion or theory. We'll see what happens. And you know me. I read the manga, baby. I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so, if anything, you know, just like with um, a lot of the anime where I've already read the manga... You know, if there's a scene where there's a lot of hype around that shit or whatever, people are saying, oh, yeah, that anime was, animation was crazy. You know, I'll check it out on YouTube or whatever, but I'm not going to go through the whole the whole season just to, you know, see what I, I've already seen. Make me feel like I'm watching reruns or some shit. Yeah. 
It's, it's got to be that good. Um, someone on YouTube said, Michael McCarley said he's ready for it. Tying episodes. He's going to be watching it with his oldest kid. So, I mean, shout out to you <laughs> for putting that buddy on uh, Demon Slayer name. Like, I, I, like I said, I think it's, it's definitely caught a following. So, I can't really fault it's it. Huge. And it's not a bad series. It's just, that- like Graham said, like I've seen it. I, I actually like that comment. So that actually uh, brings up a question on if you know if you had a kid and you wanted to have them start watching anime with you. Um, we don't have to do this right now, but you know, if you had a kid, what anime you would can. you have them watch <laughs> with you as they're as they're growing yeah, up? Yeah. If you had a kid right hmm. now. Interesting. I think Demon Slayer would be too tough just because I think it's violent. Like, if I'm thinking of it from, like, a parent perspective, mm-hmm. I feel like, am I ready to introduce my kid to, like, gore in that way? It's not, like, overly gory, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but, like, people get their heads cut off, you know, shit happens in there that's a little bit dark. So, I don't know if that would be where I would start introducing my kid. I think it's definitely going to be very, like, in-your-face shonen. I feel like it would be something like that. So, like, if I'm thinking of nowadays and I didn't go to, like, a throwback anime... I would pick um, uh, that that one that's I guess made by Akira Toriyama. I don't know. Die I, is the name of the character. Uh, what you didn't something zero? about? No. Uh, no, the main character's name is Die, but I can't remember the name of the the show. Okay. It's something about a dragon. I think it's a Dragon Quest anime. Really? Uh. Hmm. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, The Adventure of Die. Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die is one. Okay. Where, from what I've seen, I haven't really, like, delved deep into the series, but from what I've seen, it is very, um... It seems very, like, basic battle shonen. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a good start. I could even do Black Clover here and there, but I feel like that would be something that they would be able to get into because it's simple, and I can watch because it's familiar. I, hmm. I do some, so, um... I do Isekais with them. Cause I feel like a lot of oh, uh, see, but those get a little pervy. That's my my hesitation. Mm. Oh, really? A lot of them isekai characters be purged, uh, bro. Hold on. No, you're not. On the low. <laughs> on the, on I mean, the but here's the thing, though. But Gramps, when 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 you say like kid to watch with, like, how, how old are we really talking about? We talking about like seven, eight? Or we talking about I mean, like like? I mean, shoot, whatever is the youngest age, starting from the youngest age that you want to have them start watching anime. So let's say, for example, you know, they okay. can really, un- they can understand English good enough and, you know, and they, right. they can, you know, talk, talk to you about the show and stuff like that. All so right, so we're talking like about like middle grade school, kind of. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. No, I, I just wanted to be sure I understood. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and at what point, hmm. at what point then would you upgrade them to the, to the hardcore shit? Oh, that's definitely like TH. I I wouldn't be uh, biased, in my opinion. I would just go with uh, where I started. I'm like, all right. I was like, at a certain point, you know, because they're from you, that there's an age where, like, they just are starting to watch this. They may not be telling you, but Uh, you know what age you started watching the shit you wasn't (laughs) supposed to watch. So I would just be like, all right, bro. Like, you ain't got to hide it from me. Um, so, like, yeah, I think probably, i say sometime after 12, I think I'd probably just start introducing them to more adult stuff, but, like, Goblin Slayer is gonna come, like, way at the end of that. I'm talking about, like, 18, I'd be like, alright, go ahead and watch Goblin Slayer if you haven't already. Said, but, like, I wouldn't vocalize that conversation. No, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to vocalize that conversation, because I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be responsible for him 
watching Goblin Slayer at a young age. You get me? If he found it on his own, watched it, enjoyed it, I would not like. And he told me like, "Dad, I already seen that shit." Or you know, I would just be like, "Okay, hey, that's cool, son or daughter." Like, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? It's not coming from me. But at 18, I'd be like, "Have you watched the Goblin Slayer yet?" No. All right. You go ahead and watch that. All right, so but, but the thing is, is there a difference though between if you have a son or if you have a daughter when it comes to watching stuff at a certain age? Watching uh, stuff, no, at least not for me. I wouldn't yeah. say so. It might be a little bit there for me, but I'm yeah. trying to curb those those feelings. But I know that I have that internally just from how I was raised. Yeah. But I I try my best to hold myself accountable for that when I catch myself doing it. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, just to call out, Michael also added that they started, uh, him and his daughter started with Inuyasha and Studio Ghibli movies. Mm. So Ghibli were like Spirit mm. Away and stuff, right? Yeah, I believe. Yeah. And then she says she loves Fruit Basket as well. And then JJM said that he's excited for Demon Slayer. So, hmm. so yeah, I think those are actually good starts. Like Inuyasha, even though it came on Adult Swim and there's some adult themes, it's not too crazy. So I, I could see that. And then Studio Ghibli, like, I mean, you know. Those movies are just, like, beautiful. I wasn't a big fan of those movies, but I could definitely get behind watching them again, like A Spirited Away or Princess Mona Nosuke, I believe, was the one I enjoyed, so I might have to I mean, Totoro, I mean, Totoro is always, like, a child classic, in my opinion. So, I mean, it's, like, really chill, really slow, but they could, like, ease them into it. So, yeah, I could see that. Right. I mean, if you're going to be watching, like, you know, kitty, sh- kitty shit with them on a regular basis, like, you know, um, Barney types of shows or whatever... Then your mind, your mind is going to be is going to be much more inclined to being able to watch the more kid friendly uh, anime anyway. Yeah, but see, I like what, the progression I would... though. I mean, if you're because you're starting so young, it's like you know you don't want to throw nothing crazy. Like it needs to be a steady incline, right? Because you got the time, and yeah. especially well, since I'm, you're I'm... guiding them. I mean, you're, they're going to be going through anime a lot faster than you probably back in your day anyway, right? So yeah. That's true. All, all I know is to we me, definitely I, gonna be watching a, a shit ton of uh, sports anime. Easy. Damn. True. That one, I think that actually could work because you don't have to catch. You don't have to catch as many. Um, like, there's not symbolism that they have to catch, bro. It's pretty straightforward in what you get. It's like a Disney movie. That's that's what I was trying to get at. Is like I would love to watch anime with my kids that are similar to Disney movies, not in the way the stories are told. But in a way, they're like um, life lessons written. No, so like Disney movies are written to reach multiple layers of audiences. Like you could watch a Disney movie solo as an adult and not feel weird about watching it. Mm-hmm. The same way, like you and your kids could watch the movie. The same way your kid could just watch that movie. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. So I would look for anime that kind of stretched in that way. And I think sports anime is a good one there because it's like, it's not so complex that they're missing something, right? Like, I couldn't watch Death Note with my toddler or, like, my teenage kid, really, depending on what age, like, early teen, because they're just not going to get some of the stuff. Like, they're just like, what? Okay, what? So, I'm I'm looking for those things that kind of, like, stretch across, like... One Piece could be that, but it's just too goddamn long. You know what I mean? But it's one of those things. But if I started from, like, their... If they started from their young, young age, then basically by the time they became a teen, we caught up. So it's like, all right, we're going to start watching a few episodes here and there. Like, oh, remember One Piece? And just keep it going, kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon. Which, yeah. Just like every Saturday, we watch two, three episodes of One Piece. 
And then eventually, by the time they grow up, they're at that, you know, they caught up. T- and they're in the same rabbit hole as their dad is. You're speaking, you're speaking a whole lot Waiting of... Waiting for this shit You're speaking end. a whole lot of French talking about we. My God, they're going to be watching... <laughs> they going to be watching One Piece by themselves. I'm going to be like, I'm going to give you some homework. I want you to go watch Damn. some One Piece. When you're on, get back to me when, when you're at least halfway to where I am. Right. Then I'll start yeah. joining you. Give them work, see me in Wano. (laughs) (laughs) I'll watch it with them because to me, you already know me. Like, it takes me about two or three, four tries to really catch the symbolism and some shit. Yeah. So I already know I missed out a lot in One Piece. So that rewatch is going to be me going like, oh, this is what them niggas was talking about because I definitely didn't catch it the first time. Yo, I'm I'm, I'm going to be like uh, going from uh, from Hunter Hunter. I'm going to be like, yeah, let me know when you you get to Wano and I'm going to lead my kid's life. When they catch up, I'm like, all right. Now let's get to it. Peppy. Damn. All right. Uh, ready to jump into the last piece of decent news? Yeah. Oh, facts. We were on decent news, right? Yeah. Strong we tangent. Uh, the got... Uh, actually, I'll let you kick it off, Grams, because you're the resident gamer here, so you can talk about it. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know if y'all niggas um, played the original. Well, not the original, but the... Um, previous version of God of War, the latest version of God of War that came mm-hmm. out and um, how hard that game went. So um, they recently released a trailer for the newest version, God of War Ragnarok, that's getting ready to come out. And they um, basically at the end of the um, previous version, they kind of um, started to build hype around Thor um, because at the very end of the game, after you complete everything that the game has to offer, they show um, you know, um, they show Kratos and Atreus, they had the crib or whatever, and uh, they start to hear some shit outside. They open the door. They see, you know, somebody standing outside the door, and they see that hammer with the electricity going around it. And niggas like, ooh, ooh. So they, that's, <laughs> they, they definitely, they definitely knew how to bit, how to how to give you a very good cliffhanger to get you hyped for that mm. next game because he's like, you finally finna get for Thor. Because sure. that's, I'm pretty sure that's what niggas really mainly wanted to see. Their verses between Thor and Kratos Odin. and Thor. Yep. Low key, they could probably mm. make a versus video on that while we're talking. But, um, but, um, you already know how that's gonna go down. That boy is gonna get his spine pulled out of his body. And I'm talking about Thor. <laughs> you already know Kratos don't play that. It's gonna be a gruesome death. My nigga, he, you don't know how my nigga, he are, it's gonna be gruesome. Kratos already killed a god of thunder. He killed Zeus, his own daddy. That's true. So, that's true. That's why, and I'm sure he's gonna make some jokes. That uh, echo to that fact as well uh, in the battle of like, oh, you're not the only Thunder you're talking to, bro. You're the only one. He said, he said, oh, rebrand. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. but there's a lot of controversy though. Let's get into this about the way that they actually released how Thor looks in this latest game that's about to come out. So hmm. I think everybody has essentially fallen in love with the image of Thor that you get from the Marvel movies. Um, I can't remember the name of the actor, but, um, you know, everybody likes Uh, the... Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Everybody likes the whole Chris Hemsworth, you know, handsome guy with the nice fit body, except for, you know, when he was in um, Endgame when he had the nice little gut or whatever. And everybody, you know, fell in love with it. But, um, you know, when they showed us, you know, the, you know, very, I guess you could say, overweight version of Thor... Which I feel, you know, would probably be more realistic to the um, lifestyle of people who, well, the the, the look of people who lived that lifestyle um, that they would have in Valhalla. 
I, I, you know, I can only assume. I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, that's not an image that anybody expected. That's definitely a lot of shell shock when people first saw this video. I mean, first saw this mm. picture. But, you know, I'm pretty sure a number of people were like, I like that because this actually gets, you know, this seems a lot more realistic. And so now you have a huge, you know, fight between the people that want Chris Hemsworth mm. and people that want more realist realism. Mm. Yeah. I feel like what I would add to that too, like like you said, for me, the way I looked at it at first, and then this is the stuff that came to my mind as you were speaking. First, I looked at it as like, okay, the way I understand Valhalla or how it worked uh, from various TV shows, I'm not a Norse mythology buff by any means, so this could be corrected, was that it's like, it's heaven for the warrior, meaning that like as a warrior, you fight all day, your injuries get healed at the end, and you basically party and, and fuck and then do the same shit tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, that's your eternity. So the way I understand that is the god of that party is Thor, right? <laughs> and this nigga is drinking and fucking all day <laughs> and then going out and just fighting motherfuckers. So I totally see why he would be an overweight Viking because I think what people don't understand about, like, swole people is, like, the way you know, muscle building people are put today is like the reason why you see all those, you know, biceps and all these like tone defined muscles. It's usually because they're like competing, right? They're showcasing all of the muscles they've built. But when you build like functional muscle where it's just like I'm building muscle like as a warrior or I'm building muscle as like a combatant, your body looks totally different because you're not worried about fucking six pack abs. Your goal is like, does it work? And do I have enough energy to use those muscles? Fact. Which means you carry a decent amount of fat because you're going to draw from that on days where, hey, nigga, I can't eat today because I've just been out here fucking battling for like 20 hours. Fact, so to me, I thought it was an accurate depiction of what I would think Thor would look like. I actually like it. And I feel like it fits the um, the whole vibe of, of the God of War franchise anyways to me. I wouldn't want no pretty blonde dude like pulling up mm -hmm. and doing that. I like this like, exactly. oh bro, I'm just and he wields a hammer. Like I don't see like a sexy dude wielding a hammer. I see like <laughs> this buff burly nigga who's like, I beat your head in with a hammer. Like exactly. where <laughs> I, I don't understand where I didn't understand where the expectation was coming from there with that. And then to add on to a side note from the thing, I've also heard some controversy about the the giant lady that was revealed uh, because she's like a person of color like there's this this woman that showcases who I think is supposed to be like the mother of the giants or some shit oh, I don't remember uh, that. people kind of got mad at that yeah because she's black and I was just like okay Damn. whatever but but the other note I, I did hear as well is that apparently this is the last in the um franchise um in the God of War yeah I heard it from I believe game ranks but shout out to them but this is the last in the the God of War Norse franchise. Yeah, not the which whole. Which means franchise. hopefully we're going to a yeah yeah we're going to a new set of gods in the next game. But because it, the the I guess director was like because it you know it takes like five years to create a bunch of these games we'd have to wait like fifteen years basically to complete the story if they made like a third game to this. So I'm mm -hmm. kind of happy that they're going to wrap up the story mm -hmm. in the next game because like once I saw the, what they did with this new God of War. I was like, I hope they do this with all of like the mythological gods. So I'm excited just to see the next realm Kratos is going to go to and fuck up. My hope is that it's Egyptian gods next, Yo, but we never know. You know what I'm saying? Idea. But like to me, that's the other big. Like if you're talking Greek 
Romans, Roman guys are pretty much the same as Greek guys. They almost feel like a direct copy to me. Yep. So I don't know why you would go back to that world, but they might. Uh, Norse is another big one. And then to me, Egyptian gods would be the next thing I think people think of. So my hope and what they were kind of saying about the black giant showing up was that she might be All a the connector piece to that world. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that's what I'm hoping they go down because I'd love to see Anubis, Ra, like how they create those interpretations mm-hmm. and Kratos beating the fuck out of him. Like that's all he's going to do. So, uh, I think that shit is going to be dope. Um, so, but yeah, that's my two cents. So basically my biggest understanding of, you know, of any type of mythology all comes from Assassin's Creed. That's literally where I get all of my yeah. research from because I play, I, I basically play every one and, um, so they so they went through the whole you know the Egyptian gods and everything niggas with the alligator heads and all of that, and um, I'm like yo, this looks dope. So if we can get a version where we actually have you know Kratos going out there and beating their asses or whatever, I can actually see that um, being being the next one. And and I'm just wondering like how many mythologies do you actually have that, that you know that have enough uh, people or you know gods within it. Um, so that um, Kratos can actually you know, run across it or whatever. Not to, to call to it, say, like, yeah, not to call it a Asian, mythos, but I mean, or at least like you know, I mean, there's yeah. multiple different kind of Asian uh, mythologies yeah. there too. So I mean, yeah, I mean, that is another world that's expansive because you got to think of the deities. So the thing is, like, I, I hate using the word mythology because I do agree to some degrees that like you can qualify religion as mythology in yeah. certain ways. So I feel like you could playing those next so it's like egyptians but like jugga said like there's the asian deities like if you talk about hindu gods there's a ton of them and that like that could be its own yeah like there's ganesh there's um shiva there's a whole bunch of other stuff like god of destruction god of whatever so i think that shit would be dope to go into hey they they put it in assassin's creed yes i don't know these people Oh, man. And then they have, like, I, I'm sure uh, the Chinese culture has their own deities, which I'm not I'm not as familiar with. But obviously, if you are in anime space, you know a lot of the uh, Japanese deities, even though you don't know them. But, like, Amaterasu is one. Like, they talk about a bunch of different ones. So, right, you got Ninetale Fox coming out. So there's a lot of shit they can go with if they go 100%. Asia as well, which could be the next one because, like, from a map standpoint... He could be hitting that before he hits Africa, if you think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, Valhalla is like, now they're in Europe, if you thought about Greek or before. But I would act, I, maybe I'd argue that if he was in Greece before, it would have made more sense to hit the Asian deities next. But who the fuck knows? But it could go anywhere. He, he moved north, and now I guess he's coming back south to one of these different areas, is my hope. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, just tossing out some comments. Mike uh, also said, uh, far more accurate for him to be fat bearded, redhead Viking, sword swinging arms, and got a gut full of mead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll probably be in Egyptian mythology next, and then get some more black representation in the franchise. I mean, people have been talking about this whole Kratos is black thing a little bit more as of late, too. Really? So that's kind of why I think that they might go Egypt next if they want to play off that storyline. Of like, oh, you know, technically, I, from what they say, from the stuff from the original games, like, Kratos, before all the shit happened, was more of a dark-skinned dude. If you look at his daughter, I think she also seemed like she might have been mixed or black. Mm. So, they could go Egyptian guys next and try to, like, explain some shit with that. But, 
I don't know. Hmm. But I, like I said, I'm it, and Mike just said, no matter where he goes, it'll be wild, and that's exactly how I feel. Like no matter what it is, I'm just excited to see Kratos go into a mythological world and kill mythological gods. I just think that shit is dope. I just so. want to see that nigga riding into the into the battlefield riding the nine tails. With a big ass sword in his hand. <laughs> no, do you think bro. he's gonna keep? Do you think he'll keep Atreus past this uh, thing, or you think it'll be kind of done with that storyline at the end? So, of this so my thing is, I would hope, um, especially since the nigga's name is actually Low Key, um, I would hope that he yeah. actually remains within that that world. I guess you can call it. Same. And um, so, I, w- I would actually be interested to see him have a kid. In each of these different worlds or whatever, to see how those kids, you know, develop I as agree. a new guy. Oh. I also feel like the Atreus storyline, from what I gather, I didn't finish the first God of War of the remake, but from what I gather, it seems like a coming of age story. So I feel like Ragnarok could be the like culmination of that. Like, look, dude, you're good. You don't need me anymore now. You run this shit. I'm out to to kill some other motherfuckers. Exactly. <laughs> so. I'm excited to see that. But either way, yeah, I'm I'm hyped for it. Definitely going to get it. And I probably won't finish the first one before I get it. But Whoa. I don't care. I just like <laughs> to kill gods. Like to kill gods. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, but okay, cool. Uh, what do we have next? Are we jumping to the anime segment? Looks like we are. Uh, what topic would you all like to jump in on that? Let's well, go with what anime head you shook. All right. All right. Time to get Let's ready. All right. Do you want to kick it off? Uh, sure. So um, we were curious. Well, we, we were interested with the idea of, you know, thinking about the anime that we've watched where it sent shivers down your spine or had you sitting there like, holy shit, that really just happened. Or, you know, you're just freaking shocked. Your eyeball is almost about to pop out of your head or whatever. And this is, you know, this is stuff that goes across, you know, all of the anime that we've seen. So we just wanted to go off and list some of the, you know, what the fuck moments that we've seen within anime. And uh, I'll let you guys start off with one that y'all had. Cool. I'm going to let you go first, Jug. I got to mull over mine a little bit. Because you got some I mean, I got, I got quite a few. Um, well, the first one that came to mind is that any well i mean i know we're all here you know goblin slayer residents but anyone who don't know goblin slayer on f1 spoiler alert um you go into it thinking that it's like a i mean it's not an isekai but you pretty much are looking at it you know it's like a typical isekai where beginner group you got like your main character as a priestess. She's like, you know, I'm trying to become an adventurer. She gets a new squad. Like, okay, adventure starting is going to be great. They enter a dungeon. They're just here to kill some goblins. We're just going to be seeing the intro of like the power system of the world, how the world works, basic stuff like that. It's like, all right, here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, It goes from zero to a hundred in literally a snap. And at first... You thinking like, all right, goblins are showing up, they got trapped, whatever, maybe they're gonna get saved, it's all good. Nah, dude, <laughs> like, this whole squad gets pretty much wiped out, and at the first, the violence is like, oh, okay, it's a lot, you know, a little bit darker than I thought, but it's whatever, but then, 
they just crossed a whole nother line, which, man, I mean, them goblins went in on a female. Like, I, I just wasn't. I, I just wasn't ready for it. I don't think anyone was ready for it. <laughs> We're talking was. about episode one, and it went from just straight and venturing into a goblin dungeon to y'all got to get scared of getting raped. It's like, whoa, what? <laughs> I just wasn't, I just didn't believe that I was actually watching this. And it was like, wow, this is a straight horror anime. And I mean, if y'all don't know about me, I'm not really about horror anime like that. And I was like, what the F are we really getting into? But then Buddy started showing up and it started getting a little bit lighter there. But it was just like that moment in itself was just like surreal. I was just like actually frozen. Like this is really happening. So like that, that hit, like I'm not going to be able to forget that moment of me feeling that way. And, and I think the thing that made it even more of a what the fuck moment is just how realistic the emotions seemed within that. No, for real, that, that dude. Because I'm just sitting there like, oh yeah, gee, this is messed up. I was like, I don't know if I can continue oh, watching dude. this if, if the whole show will be I like know, this, right? And like afterwards, when Goblin Slayer showed up and like started like talking about what actually happened and like thinking about how real of a moment it is. If you were an adventurer visiting goblins, it's like, fuck, this is like, this is real, real. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that whole, oh, you go and do something that you're not prepared for and you get lucky slash saved. It's like, nah, bro, if you really up in this world, this is how you would die, like more or less. <laughs> and it's just like, and it just hit you even more. It's just like, you're not, you didn't go into the, in this anime, at least in my opinion, thinking that you were about to see a straight, real life what would happen if you actually went into a dungeon of goblins and you weren't ready? Exactly. It's, it's like oh, yeah. it's like being dropped into an isekai world, and like you know, you're like, "Ooh, snap! I'm about to, you know, I'm about to power up or whatever. I'm about to level up, get to level 100, kill a main boss or whatever. You get Yo. your you get your little you get your little um, wooden sword, just like they do in every every little, <laughs> <laughs> every little RPG. <laughs> your little fake shield. You go yeah. into this dungeon like, yeah, I'm gonna do work. I already know. Yeah, if I die in this game, I die in real life. But it's just gonna be some, you know, it's just gonna be some slimes. Ain't gonna be nothing. Ain't gonna be no problem. <laughs> no, you go into this cave and you right. look, you look around the corner and you see Shorty getting raped. You like, it just got real. Boom. Wow. And as soon as you saw it, you already trapped because like they set it up. The goblins had you. <laughs> like as yep. soon as you walked in, you already GG. Yep. It was just like, damn, bro. But nah, that that was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will toss my my two out there, <laughs> and they're coming from Toriko. Uh, I will put it in chronological order. If you haven't watched Toriko, uh, don't watch it. Read it. <laughs> I'll start there. Uh, the anime definitely waters down a lot of shit. True. But one thing they didn't water down, well, they watered it down, but it still had a. a a big effect was when Toriko entered the gourmet world for the first time. Mm. That thing, like, up until that point, you just saw Toriko, like, growing, overcoming some significant challenges, Mm -hmm. developing some new moves, but basically, you know, showing us that he got the hands, right? And we were pretty confident in his hands having ability. So they were like, yo, gourmet world is this other world, man. You may not be ready for it. Niggas was warning him. Don't cross that threshold. There's some other beast. He's like, nigga, I just got fork, knife, spoon. I got all these moves, bro. I know some shit. I'm going to go over there. Bad idea. <laughs> Bad idea. His birth into the gourmet. First, he jumps. He jumps off 
this edge into the gourmet world. Typical Toriko fashion. I'm finna have fun. The moment he jumps, a fucking beast from like God knows where sees that shit. Shoot some breath at this nigga. <laughs> Boom. Hits him. He's off. He just like, oh shit, I didn't expect that. Totally off. Lands in a random forest. Goes into this random forest. These strong ass animals come out of nowhere and start fighting each other. He's trying to get, he's in the middle of it, just getting flung around, tossed somewhere else. He like, cool, the monsters is gone. Bet. Rain starts coming down. He like, oh, this is just some regular rain. No, that shit is not no regular rain. The gravity is like super heavy. His eyes start turning bloodshot red. This nigga was not ready, bro. He runs out of there like, oh, let me get out this water into a fucking desert. He's dying in this motherfucking <laughs> desert, bro. Like, imme- almost immediately, it's like he went from rain full of water to a drought in, like, less than a second. Like, And he's dying from it almost instantaneously, bro. Finds a cactus, tries to open up that cactus. That cactus attacks him, bro. It was letting him know that from... It was letting him know that from the beast... From the beast to the environments, everything is on that with you if you're not ready, bro. Then these little frog things out of nowhere come and start attacking them. And you think these are just some weak frog monsters? Yeah, No, they are giving Toriko the battle of his life, bro. If it wasn't for Naki Master Jiro coming through, and to mind you, this is why it was another what-the-fuck moment for me. Because I was like, I've never seen Naki Master Jiro's son. So I see this nigga that looks like Jiro with black hair come on. I'm like, yo, his son is just chilling in the gourmet world? No, I was Naki Master Jiro the whole time. I said, yo, this that's when I knew Toriko was on some other shit. <laughs> and I just was like, okay, bro, this nigga, this is like some shit that I never... Just never experienced an anime before. So that, I I gotta put respect on his name, hands down. Uh, before I talk about the second one, I'll let y'all add y'all respect to it if you have some respect to him. No, that's not fair, bro. Like, I, we were just talking earlier, and I was like, fuck, it's been so long since I've even watching Toriko. And like, and like you just describing that reminded me why we were all so hyped back in the day for Toriko. Because Toriko was just on that real ish. Like, you just had slow... Like, well, not, I'm not, I'm not going to say slow, but you had reasonable progression and then just straight up into just stupid OP-ness. Like, just across the board, just everybody broken. The effing nature, broken. Like, just everything was just effing crazy and just kept you hype. But nah. It was, yeah, it was literally like a bouncer to the club, bro. Like, it was literally like, like Toriko, you're not ready to get in, bro. Just in one episode. Yeah, it was literally um, like grinding from level one to level twenty, and then you're like, "Yeah, I'm about to go over right. here to this to this next world real quick." Level fifty. That shit. Level yeah. fifty up. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like it's that Final Fantasy thing for like the old school Final Fantasy players. Like there's parts in Final Fantasy where you know you're power leveling, you're going crazy, but then you go into one area that's like a special area that they're like you're pretty much not even supposed to tackle this to the end of the game. You touch that. You're just like, oh, let me just see where I'm at. And then all of your party, like, one monster comes up, starts, boom, slashes one of your party members. Niggas KO'd instantly. Hits the next one, and it's just you left, and you're running for your life. That is what Toriko experienced when he entered the gourmet world for the first time, bro. Yep. And I was just like, yo, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the second thing I would toss out there was the Akasia reveal in Toriko. Um, the whole time in the Toriko series... Akasia is always spoken to and revered to as a god 
and like the pinnacle of goodness. Like no one ever talks bad about this nigga at all. Mm-hmm. He helped so many people. He brought so much peace to the world. And then you come to find out this nigga is a grimy villain. And at first I'm like, okay, maybe he's being controlled by this thing. They were like, no, he planned this shit from the start. It's like, yo, wow. What? That was crazy. <laughs> that reveal, and then it was like, yo, you did that, and then he trained the three strongest niggas in the series, and they just had to eat that. And they couldn't beat them either. It wasn't like they could just go run up on their master. It was like, no, yeah, I fucked all three of your lives up on purpose. Um, And yeah, you run the fade with me if you want. <laughs> and then, like, and then, uh-huh. that nigga tried to eat his own kid. You heard me correct. That nigga tried to eat, E-A-T, yomp, his own kid. (laughs) This is the same person that we thought was swole Gandhi. Out here. Right. On dirt. Right? (laughs) He might, apparently, what they say about Gandhi, he might have been more Gandhi than we thought. But anyway, (laughs) this nigga was freaking summoning hands the size of Earth to fucking smack people. Like... Akazi was just powerful on a different level. Not only was the reveal that this nigga was still alive, but the reveal that he was also evil was just, like, absolutely crazy. Like, to me, Toriko was the only series that I allowed, like, well, I wouldn't say allowed, but, like, I didn't have as much gripe with them bringing back an old legend mm. like I did when other series did it. Like, when Naruto did it with Madara, it kind of bothered me. I was just like... Can we create a new goat? Like, why do we have to bring back this old goat, like, to fight this shit? I, I was bothered by it. But the way Toriko did it was just beautifully done, bro. Everyone else says then is a cheap imitation of that storytelling. That storytelling was perfect. That's all I'll say. But still, That's it was serious. a huge what-the-fuck moment. Yeah. Let's still, let's still not forget that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm still shook by it to this day. Yo. To this day. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, I'm going to go ahead and get off one of mine off this list. So, I'm going to just say, because this one is just too large to, to go over. I can't pick out any specific scene. But I'm going to just say the whole anime series of Akame Got Kill. Because, literally, mm. I have never... I Up to that point of watching that, I had never seen any anime where nobody was safe. Nobody. True. So when, <laughs> That's so, true. Literally. That's true. Literally, every time I saw... One of the main people, the people that I thought were the main characters for the show, <laughs> getting heads chopped off. I was like, "How? I thought yeah, this was anime, bro. Yeah, I thought this was anime. Back. What is this? Yeah, this ain't no shonen. They're not coming back. Even characters, <laughs> even characters that you think, oh yeah, they safe. You know, they, they ain't that important in the show. <laughs> they the main just, three. They just, no, they just a regular the side character. They, they just have. They just did Still get got too. They just did a help out a little bit or whatever. Soon as they by themselves, yeah. head on the freaking spike. Go. I'm like, whoa, Herto? Yeah, crazy. That's a big one. I was like, man, man woman, man. they don't care who you are. Babies. They don't sad. care. They, I think they were I killing know. babies in the beginning of the show. They didn't care. <laughs> they didn't care. You're not lying. Bro. You're not lying. Like, it, it, it really, like, it unnerved you because it, like, set that tone, like, in the beginning. Yeah. And, like, what I liked about it also is, like, they were also like, yeah, we're trying to free the world, but, like, we're not the good guys either, nigga. We're fully aware that murdering niggas is wrong, and we're murdering niggas. So, like, that's... (laughs) 
That's what happens, bro. But like niggas in the community to this day are still like pissed off physic like visually when they see a picture of that motherfucking dog that killed the chick with the si- the scissors. Yes. Oh my god. Like niggas are all oh my yeah, day. Bro. And I, I was like, yo, she really nicest chick ever, bro. Nicest chick ever. Yeah. All she was doing was just riding because she had to ride. Right. That was it. Murdered by a fucking dog, I'm, bro. I'm Hurt still pissed. Feelings. I'm still pissed. She was one of the real or shield, bro. Shield. I had, I had to look up the name, bro. But she was a real one. I was like, I kid wow. you not. I kid you not. When I saw that death, I was like, that shit fake, bro. She gonna be back a couple weeks. They gonna reveal that that, <laughs> that that shit was fake. She gonna be back. Psych. Psych. But that was yeah, that was legitimately crazy. From day one, nobody Dude, was safe. No, nah, comic got killed got real. Uh oh one I gotta say, which is like low key super obvious, but I want everyone for a hot second to just be with me for a moment and really think back to the very first time you saw Show Tucker turn his daughter with his dog. The first time you saw that. Bro, that hit. Like that. I mean, it was supposed to be like such a chill, low key, like almost. Uh, I mean, like for lack of a better phrase, rom com esque. You know, like mindset, like with the girl. You know, they're just studying. She's like, you know, the, the, the friendly like character, like in the series at that time. And then, like you know, a few scenes later, you just like they come back and then you just see that. And then, like to actually like hear it talk and like in the tone of voice, it's just like. Wow, buddy really funny, did bro. just do that to his only daughter, and then figuring out that like she can't like come back, like it's just like that. That's it, and like they yeah. can't even come back. And then like later, her getting bodied, it was like, fuck, bro. And, and I think <laughs> like, it was probably, and I think it was probably probably more of a shocker because he seemed like a really good guy. Right? Like, he, gave, he gave off a hell of facade that mm. he had no. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to make sure my kid and my dog can eat. So I'm okay right. working. I'm grinding away. Psych. 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 Bro. So, so for me, I actually didn't see that scene um, while watching the watching the series. I actually knew mm. of it beforehand. I think just oh, did you, you? know through, okay. through social media because I, I watched uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Malcolm is way too late or whatever. So. Um, mm. I think just randomly watching different like anime videos on Facebook and YouTube and stuff like that, I happen to have saw that, mm-hmm. have seen that scene, and you know saw people talking about it already. So it didn't hit me um, unexpectedly, like I'm pretty sure it did for you guys. Yeah. Nah, no, it was still grimy with that nigga. Dude, yeah, period. That was <laughs> cold blood, bro. Yeah. My God, damn. Like, how can you do that to a daughter? You know, I mean, it's just. I don't know. Like that, I mean, I still feel kind of way about that. It's like, God, Amber. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel you on that one. Um, what do you think? I got a, I got uh, another you one. You guys want to toss anything else? I got mm-hmm. another one. Um, Promise Neverland, episode one. That's all. I oh, say. Mm. oh. <laughs> when you first see. I mean, it's what set the stage to, like, yeah. this is going to be something different. <laughs> this is not your typical anime. That's, that was what I got from that first episode. It started off. Oh, speaking of that. Uh, hold on. Let me just say this real quick. 
it was like watching it was like watching Barney for like you know five episodes right <laughs> and then episode six hits and then Barney does some of the craziest shit that you've ever seen to one of the kids on the right. show that's right. what it felt Start like. fucking jawing children and shit. <laughs> like, what? What's up, Barney? What's up? And he just bites. Hey, Bar- Barney is singing and whatever, and then he just bites one of the kids' heads off. That's what. Yeah, like, that's what it. That's what it felt like. That would have me up. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm gonna toss out. Uh, now that I was thinking about it, um, and it is very recent, but definitely a moment. That turned that time I got reincarnated as a slime mm. from like a casual watch to a like what the fuck is going on? The murder of Fall moved, bro. <laughs> that whole mm. army getting destroyed to me was sh- like absolutely shocking because to me up until that point, Rimuru as a slime is seen as pretty much just like a peacemaker. Like I can fight if I have to. Action is involved. Niggas die sometimes, but it's not. I try my best to avoid that if possible, right? right. I want people to be my friends. Right. Usually everyone gets flipped to kind of join the team in some exactly. way. Exactly. Not fall move, bro. <laughs> they fucked up. First of all, the first, like, wild moment was seeing that they murdered a bunch of people. That first part was like, wow, Rimaru's community got touched. Yeah. And those people died. Yeah. And honestly, under our impression, the death was supposed to be permanent. So we saw Gobuta's best friend laid yeah. out. And we saw Shuna, who to me... Is one of my favorite characters just off the cooking jokes alone. Oh, she don't, yeah, yeah. Um, dead, bro. And I was just like, huh? So we got to see that rage. And then to see what his response was to that cool. rage. And then to see that dumb niggas was not coming back. Like, there was no, like, flip. Because sometimes it's a strategy. You think this shit's going one way. And he's like, no, I'm still a good guy at the end. No, those niggas are permanently done. The fact that, and that's more evidenced by the... Like, I started watching uh, part two of season two now. So I just saw in the last episode how easily, how how barely of an inconvenience it was to cover up the murder of Paul, <laughs> which I thought was absolutely insane. Like, these niggas was like, yeah, it's not a big deal to cover up that you c- killed, like, 50,000 soldiers, bro. You just got to say this, this, and this. Like, oh, we fought them, they lost. You're like, no, nigga, he what? single-handedly murdered 50,000 people. Like, And they were like, yeah, people start talking shit about it. You know, we could just, you know, say whatever. They Nobody was there. You know, you killed everybody that was there, so nobody can speak to the... I say, yo, the way they're covering this up, they're, like, putting a little happy music behind, but it's sick what they're doing. <laughs> like, it's actually sick. But to me, that whole play out there was just levels of what the fuck. From his uh, community getting killed to him responding to how they covered it up at the end, all three of those moments were like, huh? What? And then just like, yo, y'all niggas are my... I'm not fucking with Rimaru's group at no, all, bro. I'm joining and just keeping my mouth... That's, they just covered that shit up like it was nothing. And like when he told it to like his other allies who were not involved in the situation at all, they just like were like, oh. Bet. I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we do this on a daily. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, like what? But, but I mean, right. just to touch on that, like homie... Homie cleared him out clean, bro. Like I still like now that you mention it, that I mean it shook me in like a in a in a cool that was dope as fuck, but also a holy crap moment. Cause it was just so like it wasn't like the the scene itself of him bodying people, 
you can't really understand the level of rage simply because of how clean it effing was. I mean, it was, in a sense, it was all one-shot headshots thousands at, at, in, like, in, like, a minute. It was like, holy crap, bro. They was looking at little water balls, and that little water ball just, just that was the boom. last thing just all those people saw. A little boom. water ball. And it's right there. And like fifty to body fifty thousand people around like the same. I mean, like he knocked them out. He he did all of that within like what, like a couple minutes, right? It was like not a long time in the slightest. And it was just like, bro, like we've seen people like you know body armies see all like the actual intricacies that took place. No, just clean. It was just straight. Let me do that. And the artistry of it all was to do it on the closing. Of the episode, they did yep. it on the closing while the exit music was playing. Right. So it was like the series is over. You can skip this <laughs> shit if you want. <laughs> Boom, bro! Murdered all those niggas, bro. Crazy. Fucking clean. Absolutely crazy. It's nuts. My remote game way too OP. Side note, but we have to do. I feel like we got to do a Overlord versus that reincarnated as a slime like battle low key alone. Oh yeah, part two. Yeah. Because sure. now it's like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, now we know what the, them kids were talking about as far as, like, the manga readers go. So it's like, oh, now yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, this ain't got guys on his side and shit. Right? <laughs> but, man. Anyways, uh, anything else you want to uh, talk, call out for the shit moments before we jump to the other topics? No, nah, we good. All right. Uh, let's see where we at on time. Let's uh, only do one more of these and then jump to anime. So we could either do favorite moments in My Hero or Fire Users in Fire Force. Which one would you guys rather do? Mm. Flip a coin. Wolves. All right. I don't have to flip a coin app anymore. I think I think I removed it. Wolves. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't got it no more. <laughs> Somebody want to flip a real coin? Heads for... um. Fire users and fire force tails for the. I mean, I got no coin. I'll I'll just flip my case on the floor. Oh, you got a coin? Yeah, I got one. Damn. You better better keep that. That's going to be worth $100,000 in the future. I got tails. You got tails? What was tails again? Uh, Tails is our favorite moments in my hero. All right, bet. All right. All right. So, uh, for me, I'm going to go ahead and put mine out real quick. Lamillion, bro. Uh, I think the whole Lamillion story arc from beginning to end. Is some of the best writing I've not only seen in My Hero Academia, but in uh, Shonen anime in general. The buildup of introducing Lamillion as one of the the top characters, uh, but not just leaving it at that, showing us that like he honestly worked his ass off to get there. Then going from that to you know exploring Deku, he should have originally had the power. Like that whole little interaction, all the way up to saving Eri. I think saving Eri was like the key moment because seeing him willing to sacrifice his power that he worked so hard to improve to that level, um, picking that heroism over like his hard work, I think was just amazing. And I think the author did a great job of like making sure we were subtly paying attention to that development all the way until he lost the power. Um, him getting it back, spoiler alert. If he gets it back, quote unquote, but <laughs> spoiler alert, he gets it back at the end. When he gets it, that part wasn't hit, didn't hit as amazingly to me, wow. but it was still a good completion to that that roundabout. And to me, the writing leading up to him losing it uh, was immaculate, bro. I I audibly was like, no, hurt when this nigga lost his power. I audibly felt sad for this nigga. Like I really felt that. 
So that's mine. I, I mean, hands down, my favorite moment. I was about to say, like Loki and GG took mine, but I guess the one <laughs> thing took, to highlight, all, regard, like within that. Oh, it work? Okay, bet. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I guess, like, the one thing to add on would just be to recall the famous, the most boss, the most low-key, intricate move that I think we may have low-key seen in the series to date, but the kick. That kick of what's-his-face holding on to Aerie that Lamillion did to hit him Again, I mean, I th- we touched it on, on a video as far as, like, you know, the the best, uh, like, fight in the series so far. But, bro, right. break down that kick. Really think about it as far as to what his ability is and what he has to do to use it. That kick was amazing. Okay? Right. Period. The force, the, the, uh, the mental thought processing that had to go with how quick that truly did occur... And then the actual consideration of still the full situation at that time, just that kick alone was monstrously beautiful once you break down what actually happened. Like, that was amazing. I feel like your brain has to process at the speed of, like, Sonic. Sonic Like, stupid. In order to be that calculated, Precisely. Exactly. We're talking about, like, inches away. Like, Eri was here... Kick through her head to jaw me with a foot? Like, bro, what? <laughs> it's like, and, come and, on. At full speed. At full like, speed and inches like that? Like, that's, I mean, that, that's like milliseconds. I mean, like, I don't even know the proper, like, time frame there. And you, like, just turn it on and off like that. Like, oh. Mm, that's crazy. Dirty. Straight dirty. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking boss. But, yeah. So, so I'm gonna just say I think this um, this one was actually my I think it was my favorite arc overall so far because it has some of my favorite moments within it. So yeah, my number one moment was literally everything that had Luminion on the screen. But um, <laughs> but um, after that, just so we can make sure we ain't uh, all speaking on the exact same thing, I think I'm gonna go with one of two moments. So I'm 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 kind of in between. The badassness of Overhaul when we first got an introduction of him. You right? Because that nigga just came up on the um, um on the villain squad by himself on dirt, killed niggas right in front of him. Something all yeah. Straight yakuza. You want to run up? Yeah, just run up if you want to. Run up if you want to. And then he just he just went out and oh. did his business. So that that badass moment right there, I was like, yeah, that nigga hard. I can't wait to see what he got. And then my number. My other option was, um, you know, just um, um, Red Red Riot being a real nigga when, when he went against Rapper. <laughs> okay. I, I, we okay. know that we know that Player Five still doesn't want to respect right. put respect on this man's put name. Put respect on that nigga name. But you know, <laughs> as as a teenager, I, I definitely would have had nowhere near enough hearts to to do what the hell he did. So, right. so I definitely that goes in my top five for sure. Uh-huh. That's fair. Easily, that definitely goes in my top five. True. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, now you mentioned it. Like, that arc is mad decent. Got to give big ups to Fat Gum, where at least I first like started really giving homie respect because Fat Gum a real one. Um, and then, like, again to piggyback off uh, what uh, Gramps just said regarding uh, overhaul. 
just in general. I mean, homie was just in there to make guap, make bank, make moves. Like everything was just boom, boom, boom. I do this because boom, boom, boom. I want to put you on because I want to do boom, boom, boom. Oh, you ain't about that life. Bet deuces. Boom, boom, boom. It was just like, everything was just like, let's make this happen. If you're not about it, then deuces. And I mean, like, he was just like a villain businessman. And like, in a sense, it's like, at least from my perspective, I just respect that he like, his, his mission was clear. Try to get money. He pretty much like money influence was like all he really needed slash wanted. And he was going about it, at least in my opinion, as far as like still villain is still evil, but a reasonable way. Then like the only mistake that he really did was trying to get involved with the League of Villains in the first place. Now, that's pretty much the only bad thing that he's really done in the whole series. So yeah, anybody that tries to do anybody that tries to do any work with them is automatically gonna take ills. Pretty much. Look look <laughs> at Redestro. Look at Redestro. Big facts. <laughs> I'll rest my case. <laughs> big facts, bro. Redestro could have just chilled too. He called him out and he's like, bro, you didn't even need to do that. But anyways, right. that's a whole other topic. Oh man! All right. Anything else on the favorite moments? Nope. Nah, that's not tasting. Not. Man. Let's jump to the manga segment. So before we go into talking about the chapters, just putting some respect on uh, some new manga or like the other manga that we read but don't talk a whole bunch about. One thing I wanted to call out was uh, Candy Flurry. I think it is. It is over. It ended already. <laughs> it's been deaded. Um. I was already iffy about the series as a whole, um, and they really went left with that ending of like a lollipop user somehow mecca. being able to make a giant candy mecca. robot. But <laughs> they went mecca with it. Like what? It was the end. So do whatever the fuck you want. Um, so for those people who were interested in the series, it's over. You got what you got. <laughs> for those who weren't, it's over. So you got what you got. That's all I wanted to put out yeah. there uh, for that. And then the other one I'll talk about is uh, Hunter's Yo. Guild Red Hood. Uh, it's still staying solid. It's a little weird for me with some of like the backstories, but it's really just me getting comfortable with that like times, time and location mm-hmm. setting because it's like this old English type of vibe to it. So it's just a little weird for me just in the anime manga setting. But like they're going hard with the strats and the plans, so I'm putting big respect on them. I think they could catch a wave if enough people get on it, and I'm I'm praying it doesn't get canceled. Praying they at least allow it to explore. Where's where's trying to go? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. I'm caught up, and it's still. I mean, it's still mad decent considering. I mean, like, I have no qualms with it so far. I like the progression, like how it's going. Um, as far as the backstories go, I mean, they're they're even expanding the world, even like low key based on where they are. As far as like now dropping in giants, like you're pretty much touching on right. multiple aspects of Grimm's fairy tales for real, for real. And it's just like snap. They do this right. This could be a pretty decent long-standing series. So, I mean, long story short, so far, so good. Um, and then, yeah, RIP to Candy Flurry, lols. So, it's like, fuck. Uh, oh, well. Um, also, and shout out to Dr. Stone for keeping it strong. We finally got there to, uh, spoiler alert, we're back at Japan. So, you know, niggas is doing what they doing out there. It's cool to see the aged-up pets, uh, but... Like I said, we're still building to something bigger, so not a lot has been happening in these past few chapters, just a lot of exploration mostly. So I'm kind of, I don't have much to call out, but it's still going strong in my opinion. So shout out to, to Senku and the guys for that. And and it seems like it might be coming to an end. 
assuming that you know oh, what, the, what they're the working towards to is the end. But if not, then I, I have. Oh. If not, then I have no idea where the hell they're about to go after that. Hmm. Yeah, my. But I feel like that counter plan with uh, Chrome and the other chick, like this rocket back idea, is what is going to continue the story. If that makes sense. Because to me, it sounds like, oh, we going to land there and then get stuck and then, like, you know, shit happens from there. Yeah. But I feel like we're probably going to find out who dude on the moon is, recruit that nigga, and then kind of, like, come back and figure out a new problem to solve. That's my thought. Mm, okay. That's looking like, bro. <laughs> like, what? I'm open to being wrong on that. Because, like, it's hard to really tell with... Dr. Stone anyways, like, so I, I'm totally open to being wrong on that shit, but mm-hmm. um, it's just what I'm thinking based on what happened, because it just never seems like whoever's a threat is really a threat for them. Even this evil scientist guy, like, now they've kind of converted him. My my thought is that probably by the time this whole rocket thing wraps up, he'll actually, like, not be a dick anymore and just be like, yeah, I get it. I, like, I'm, I'm with the crew now or whatever. Um, so if that happens, my thought is that Y-Man is either not a real person or a real person that's going to eventually be recruited in some way. So mm. Let's not forget that they did say that the... Never mind. Spoilers. Never mind. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, you saw my headphones fell out. Say it again. <laughs> no, I, I canceled what I was about to say anyway. Because, you know, spoilers. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you canceled it because you saw my headphones fall out. Nah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened to be perfect gotcha. timing. Oh, all right. So yeah, that's it for new stuff on me. Anybody else want to put some respect on some new things, shows, animes, mangas? <laughs> if not, we can talk about uh, these recent chapters. No, I mean, I mean, unless you wanted to, I mean, like I see like you put magic and muscles, but I just wanted to like I'll highlight it every time we talk about manga in general because it's just <laughs> every chapter seems to be like again steady, decent, 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 and it just like keeps on going and keeps on going. So, I mean, I still got to recommend it every time to whoever hasn't heard me say it before. But Magic and Muscle is still I will, going good. I will say at this point with the the um, number of chapters that are out, I will say this. And I think it's fair to say at this point, um, in my opinion only, it is keeping me more interested than One Punch Man is in a similar story. Because mm. I feel like One Punch Man, I think the gap between Saitama and the people they fight is so crazy big. Um, you're pretty much just reading it, waiting for Saitama to show up and one punch the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you somehow get a little seasoning of the side characters. But Magic, Mash, Magic, and Muscles, even though he is that OP physically, they still give you this like teaser that these fights are still a struggle for him in some right. way. And they spend enough time developing like you know the side characters. To me, I feel like it is more of a. I don't know if mature is the right word, but I'll use mature like mature storytelling of like that Saitama this guy is just a goat for no reason type of storyline mm-hmm. I think MASH does a better job of just not making it straight, strictly comedic where it's just like oh hey just for laughs and it gets dry so far MASH is I found very few moments that I would qualify as dry in MASH where one punch man it seems like every arc building up to Saitama punching the shit out of someone is more or less dry Besides this one, because we finally get to see, like, the S-classes go all out. But in all the other scenarios, it was more or less like, I'm just like, when is Saitama going to punch the fuck out of this dude? 
because uh, <laughs> you guys are playing around. <laughs> no, that's true. So, I mean, like, because in Magic, I mean, pretty much as you said, in Magic and Muscles, where, like, homie's physical, you know, attributes still end up beating the guy, it's still, it's still a fight, more or less. It's just, right. it's not a complete blowout. It's still a fight. And even more so where, I mean, it's, I believe we've already seen a couple of times where he needed help to do at least what he needed to do in the sense where one punch man literally never does need help. He's just broken. He's going to win, going to win very easily. And that's just it. That's just all magic. Now it's like the main character is truly now a part of the plot and the story uh, compared to just uh, one punch man who sits above everything. Um, so it's just, it's just refreshing. Comedy's always been at least decent to me as far as like uh, like just sometimes like the crazy feats and the reactions he gets because of his crazy feats. And then plus we're still seeing, I mean, low key, we're seeing some pretty interesting magic abilities just for a series alone, just to focus on that. The magic, um, like I guess power structure you could say of the series is low key pretty intriguing. Um, so, I mean, there, there's more stuff going about the show other than just um, MASH. So I mean, it's again, it's just mad decent, and it's still running good so far. I hope it I hope it continues. Um, right. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so on to the popular manga. Just starting off with Black Clover. This should be really, really quick. Um, this chapter wasn't much besides you know Longris showing up and helping out, uh, which was a little shocker for me. I didn't expect him to be the one, but it made sense. From that standpoint, I don't think it's gonna mean much. Uh, I'm excited for. You know, whatever this new Zeno thing is can do. Uh, I like his look and feel right now. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see where it's going to go. But I don't have much other than, like, cool that Longer show up. It was a little bit hard to follow what exactly was going on when he showed Sorry. up and what he did with his brother. But I think they're really just going to buy time for, like, whoever the real powerhouse is that's going to come and kind of help, you know, Agreed. finish it off. Agreed. So... So yeah, yep. we'll see how that develops. But to me, it was like it was like it was, it was like oh, okay, this is nice. But Longris didn't sound like he came up there with any new abilities, any new powers, anything that he would truly <laughs> contribute. Minus what we saw in the fight. I mean, not not Longris, Finral. Uh, minus yeah. in the fight that he was going up against Longris. And it's, I mean, you know, it might be cool to see like a couple scenes of them like tag teaming, but. Pretty sure we all know this ain't going in with both of them dropping the new OPs in. Right. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, if anything, it's almost like the degree just above filler. I mean, well, actually, that may be a little disrespectful, but I feel like you at least get what I'm trying to say there. I feel, yeah, no, I feel sure. I think that's fair. That's a fair statement. So. Um, all right. So then, yeah, so My Hero, uh, the latest chapter, uh, it looks like we're in a yeah, actual filler in a beach arc. Uh, I'm just disappointed that they're playing with us this way because I'm like, this is still, like, they say they got a month left, so it sounds like this next month is going to be, like, the real training arc to get the heroes, like, the, the students prepared for, like, this actual battle with the complete Shigaraki. That's the vibe I'm getting. But I'm still disappointed because I, I, I'm just really bothered by the author's inconsistency in expressing to us how much danger the world, Japan, is in right now. Because I feel like for them to be able to take this break, it doesn't seem like the world is in as much danger as they're trying to make it seem. 
But at the end, you know, when they had the fight with Shigaraki, it sounded like Japan went into a damn near a, a demilitarized zone. Like, there was a police state. So, I'm really confused on that. And that's, like, kind of, like, bothering me with the whole thing. And then this whole, like, oh, Deku's back, so, like, let's have a culture festival bullshit. I was just kind of like, all right, so you guys are just wasting my time. Like, uh, we don't need all this. We don't need it, <laughs> in my personal opinion. I don't know why we need it. I don't know if he's lost and he's just trying to figure out what he wants to do with the next arc. But it, it's uh, pretty dry to me. Like, we got the feels. I'm cool with that. But, like, to end with the feels and be like, yeah, we're just still going to waste your time some more. I'm just like, come on, bro. Yeah. Next. <laughs> exactly. Like, again, they could have, I mean, even like the chapter before this regarding, oh, God, if I want to even go into Stain right now. But the actual chapter with Stain, I mean, that whole chapter could have been a part of the last chapter. And that last chapter could have just been the end of it. This chapter could have been the start of either, like, I don't know, like him literally taking, like, you know, that actual relief with the squad resting and then at least actual starting the training with the squad that to me at least would have been more beneficial just to still see that the progress is still going right now it's like we gotta halt we gotta be like all right we gotta rest now we gotta relax and then we'll train it's just like that relaxed part outside is literal chaos i don't know if y'all want to really relax quite yet so it's, uh, I, I don't know, it's just the, the timing doesn't seem right, nor does it really seem super realistic in that respect, so. And did, like, Stain's letter even really help that much? That was, like, another thing that I couldn't really gather too much from. I don't, the, think, they, the I don't think they revealed completely the benefits yet of that letter. Um, okay, I would have to check the chapter again. But I think it was more just, like, Stain got us info that was, um, they did say what it was though, right? It was like the uh, the Tartarus logs. Uh, yeah, um, security records from Tartarus. Nah, bro. Security. It was, a, it was a love letter that also included. Oh, facts. Letters. Yeah, that was the second <laughs> part of it. There was a love letter to Hallmark. Dear All Might. Like, what the fuck? You are my greatest hero. Love you. All right. <laughs> Love you. And that, and that was the other thing that kind of bothered me at the end. It was like, who would think that the hero killer would end up a hero ally? I'm like, you guys clearly didn't listen to what he was saying. Like, I totally get it. He murdered some heroes. But if you listen to what he was saying, he thought he was a hero. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not like he, it's surprised that he helped you guys. It's like, yeah, he was probably, he did it in his, in his weird ass stain way. But yeah, that was kind of his goal at the end of the fucking day. Mm -hmm. Like, I was really like taken aback by like um endeavor statement like i'm just like you guys just want to make endeavor and hawk seem important we don't care like or at least i don't care i i could go 20 chapters not knowing what the fuck they were doing and i would you would never hear me ask for i wonder what hawks and endeavor i would never say that i'm cool on them like we've gotten more than enough i am 100 percent okay on not seeing them ever again show up in the in the fucking series I'm gonna be real. Damn. <laughs> I'll just be real, bro. I'm over. I mean, I th I th They're so disappointed. I think I'll no, be I mean, fine with at least saying Hawks do some shit. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is. No, nah, bro. I've seen it already. He flies and he it, uses exactly. It's like. It's like I, I, I get it. I mean, like, simply because of, like, the purpose of sharing screen time for the new characters that they hinted or that they're gonna be mentioning um, in the series. It's like, yeah. 
let's get them into it because I'm still um, hungry for the non-Japan related heroes. I mean, like, when are they going to pop up? I've been wanting to see them for now a minute since they hinted towards it. And, like, considering we've pretty much seen Endeavor and Hawks at their tops, we don't at least need to see them at all right now or at least for a while, to be completely honest, unless their only point in the plot is to introduce the new cast, which is fine. Right. So, yeah, it's more just like they just pop them in there to pop them in there, more or less. And it's just like, okay, this really is filler. <laughs> I mean, that's how I'm seeing it. I mean, it's basically, you know, it's one of those uh, older break weeks, except, you know, instead of receiving no chapter, you, you receive the wasted chapter. You got a chapter. Yeah. Very it long. was, you know. 100%. I mean, and, and yeah, I mean what's even more sad. I was just going to say what's even more sad is that based on what they're hinting towards, we've got, what, at least one or two more chapters to look forward to of this. So it's like, really, bro? It's like, it was a letdown, and then it was like, get ready to be let down some more. So it's like, that's cool. All right. That's yeah, man, the cool. The Mangaka's the, the on vacation. He's on a smooth little sabbatical, so he, you know, let his little kids take over for the next couple chapters. You know. <laughs> Yeah, respect. You know, people gotta take their breaks here and there. God, he'll be back. He'll be back. Um. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, anything else on my hero? I jump to One Piece. We're in our One Piece session. Okay. So for One Piece, um, I think we're probably just gonna have the One Piece summary as this discussion, really. Which is, uh, I'll let you open it up, actually, Gramps, because you are the one who suggested it. So. All right, y'all know Yamato, right? For starters, for starters, Yamato is 100% woman with no changes to her at all. That was um, revealed in SBS by Oda. 100% woman. Mm. Okay. So that should start that off. So there's no confusion in case people. Oh, good to in know. Case we Did they refer to Yamato as a he? Because she refers to herself as a he. Because oh, she okay. refers to herself how as Odin. She's, so, oh, so that's why so, she refers so to herself as he. Though, here's the thing, though. She's never called herself a he. She's only called oh, herself she Odin. Oh, she, oh, she's okay, only called okay. herself Odin. She says, I am Odin. Uh, but she's never said, I'm uh, a man. Okay. So she could be thinking, I'm a woman named Odin. That's Odin. I'm the woman version of Odin. Ah, uh, if, okay. if you want to think about it uh, that way. No, I don't know why, but I actually thought I saw he. But, okay, I'm probably wrong. No, so, so, no, so, Kaido, Kaido has called her his son, and, you know, there are people who have been oh. calling her a he, but she herself has mm-hmm. never said, I am a man, more specifically. Interesting. But, uh, okay. but you know, okay. that's, that's, I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, um, you know the communities, the different communities are still going to have. You know everybody's going to have the um, opinions on the matter. That's not the main topic of the discussion. No, hundred percent. Main topic I of mean, discussion. I think is, already hey, the wiki calls her the daughter of Kaido. So, See? despite her gender, she's referred to Kaido's crew as his son. So it's just Kaido being a goofy man. So yeah. that's what it's sounds. Yeah, like. simple as that. <laughs> but it sounds like Kaido's the toxic one. But outside of that. Um, we want to know, is Yamato stronger than the whole, than all of the members of the Straw Hat crew? And should she join the Straw Hat crew on the rest of their journey? 
Alright, so I'm going to start with the first one. Or, I'm sorry, the second one, which is the should she join the Straw Hat crew. This shit gets bring up every time there's a female introduced in one of these large arcs. A nigga throws this shit out, bro, and it's fucking annoying to me, bro. Alabasta, Vivi, is she gonna fucking join the crew? No! Fucking, uh, Don Flamingo's arc, the Ruby or whatever her name was, the night chick with the pink hair, is she gonna join the crew? No! She's not joining the crew, bro. Yamato is not joining the crew. Hold on, hold on, hold on, bro. We got the nigga that was gonna join this Jimbe. Don't forget about Carrot. Don't don't forget about Carrot. She been rolling with... Right! Oh, yeah, Carrot She been rolling with that nigga since Say that's whole cake. She, you can say that's whole cake. Whole cake was carrot. Oh, she gonna join? No, they're not joining, bro. They're affiliate members. Sure, you can call them affiliate members when the war happens. And you know how Whitebeard had those like random niggas. Like, yo, I fuck with you. That uh, dude yo. that started with an S thing, his name was Swallow. Yeah, yeah. Swallow. He looked ugly as fuck. <laughs> no, I don't know what the fuck his no, name. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he was ugly as fuck, and he pulled on. He was like, yeah, I fuck with white people. Like, that will be Carrot, Vivi, and all of them. Like, at the end of the war, Vivi's calling in some niggas. You might see the bird nigga that we forgot about, the bull nigga we forgot right. about, pop up like, yo, hey, what's up? I'm here. They're not joining the crew. So, so that's my summary on that last question. Say that with my whole heart. If Oda proves me wrong on this one, he does, whatever. I'll drop the series. I don't fucking know, but I guarantee you, with my whole heart, she's not fucking joining the crew in that way. She's not hopping on a boat and joining the motherfucking crew. No. Now, to the stronger part, uh, maybe before this series, it could be argued, but I feel like post this series, I don't think, I think Yamato's gonna fall somewhere around Jinbei's level, wherever people think that is. Um, but I don't think that she's going to be. So, here's my issue with the, the thing with Yamato. The only person I feel like that is not holding back on Yamato is Kaido. I feel like everyone else sees Yamato as, like, this is Kaido's son who's a little bit crazy. So, whenever she run around, like, they'd be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But they still have that, like, you're Kaido's child respect. You feel me? So, they're still holding back. So, in my opinion, Kaido's the only nigga that's beating his kid. With no holes barred, you feel me? So that fight is where I still feel like, okay, he may not be holding back. The other question I have that's bigger is just I don't understand enough about ogres as a race to give you, like, a base strength. Because I feel like Fishman, for example, like, if you're a Fishman pirate, there's a certain level of base strength you just get because you're a fucking Fishman. Like, you're under fucking water, you have a certain level of strength, and then if you learn Fishman Karate, you have that as an added factor which just makes you base level stronger than the fodder. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the Giants. The other thing with the Ogres that I don't understand is if the Bat thing is a Kaido thing or an Ogre thing. It sounds like it's potentially an Ogre thing, uh, which, you know, just changes the game a little bit there. But like I said, I still think power-wise, probably would edge out a win against Jinbei, maybe? But I'm thinking she's somewhere Jinbei level. So Jinbei, to me, is going to be under the Monster Trio still or in that party after this arc right now Jinbei is probably at their level or above depending on who you bring up in the monster trio but after i see sanji's gonna catch a dub against queen and zoro is gonna catch a dub against king and luffy's gonna catch a dub against kaido so we're gonna get three new moves from them that i think is going to make the statement clear that they're at a different level that's that's just how i feel about it right now 
You Yamato is probably somewhere in. They're all somewhere in the same ballpark. Afterwards, I think the lines are going to be drawn pretty distinctly, and I don't think for sure right now. I don't think Yamato is stronger than Luffy. I'll put that out there, and I will argue Zoro's probably edging the dub out against her. I don't fuck with Sanji, so that's why I think he Luffy. <laughs> but I'm just put that out there. That's where I stand. I mean, low key, I think I got a ditto. Just about, I think I did just about everything MGG just spit out, though, to be real. Like, right now, like, the biggest talk is obviously because Yamato is holding her own against Kaido 1v1, right? So, at at, at this, like, real point in moment, like, if we literally said, all right, let's rate, you know, the Straw Hat crew throw in Yamato, based on what MGG just said, yeah. Like, I can see Homegirl being, like, just under Luffy, probably beating Zoro right now, if I'm being real and being honest, at least based on my own opinion. But as soon as homie beats out King, it's going to be like, I, right. yeah, I, I think that line needs to be drawn where Yamato is like under Luffy, who's about to beat Kaido, and then straight up Zoro, because he's got to be the second in command. But as far as like homegirl remaining in that realm of like, you know, Luffy, uh, Zoro, Sanji, and then Jinbei, like, yeah, I think she falls there. But I don't think she's stronger than the whole crew. And more support to that is, like, Loki kind of, like, subconscious-wise. But, yeah, I mean, Luffy isn't going to get a new member who's stronger than himself. Period. So, I mean, like, on that lines, by people even thinking that Yamato's going to join the crew, even if Yamato joins the crew, then the series itself would be admitting that Yamato is at the bare minimum weaker than Luffy. Just to kind of put that in perspective a little bit. As far as her joining the crew, I completely agree with MGG as far as his point. It ain't happening. What's going to likely happen is that Momonosuke is going to be Shogun and Yamato be uh, like pretty much the right hand. Because that would at least make sense as far as supporting the whole, um, I mean, not exactly like guilt trip that she would feel. I mean, I, I forgot like her emotional feelings towards that matter, but... It'd pretty much be like her recompense because of being the daughter of Kaido who caused the downfall of the nation that she fell in love with, with the samurai, etc. This would be her pretty much giving back in a sense. Plus, it'll just feel right because she would feel like, you know, a samurai in that sense too. So I think Homegirl's going to stay back. And then like MGG said, whenever Luffy needs backup, oh, you better best believe the whole country of Wano is going to show up just like the whole country of Dressarosa is going to show up. So... But she ain't joining. <laughs> I just, I just don't see that. Niggas gotta stop cut that theory the fuck out, bro. I don't know why it comes out every time, but it, just let it go. <laughs> I don't see it. Let it go. I don't see it. We not saying we don't need more women in the crew. Oh, yeah, that's not but it. At it all. just yeah. never seems to happen. I think we got the the two. There might be one more we don't know about yet, but I think we got the crew. We're getting close to. The, are we at the number? What was I his think, ideal I number? I think you said like ten. Oh, they're at, I think they're at 10, aren't they? Um, I think Jinbei is a 10. Wait, 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 what is that? Um, I believe Jinbei was supposed to be the 10. Yeah, and that makes oh, sense. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, if Yamato joins now, because, like, I, I was mentioning it before, but in my opinion, Jinbei is, like, just recently. <laughs> no, wait, hey, sorry, up? before you finish, I got to call this bullshit out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, anyways, <laughs> I'm looking at the One Piece wiki. <laughs> For the Straw Hat Pirates, bro, Vivi is on there listed as a pirate. <laughs> Vivi is listed as one of the pirates. Word. 
Yeah, niggas have been saying that a I lot that she's that she's part of the crew. No. Yeah. Because I think supposedly yeah. Murphy said that you're part of my crew, <laughs> but we're gonna come back for you after a long ass yeah. three year. Uh, well, I mean, I can understand that move from a from a, a like a political standpoint of like. If Luffy's Clue is supposed to kind of be representative of the world as a whole, which I feel like they're trying to go with a little bit, I see why Vivi's there because I feel like she represents the royal aspect. Mm. She, you get me? I, Sanji, you could argue to a little bit, does too, but I think Vivi's truly like she has a say in the court. She shows up to the, you know what I'm saying? Like th- that influence is like a valuable asset to the, the crew. And Jinbei's there, like, I mean, obviously because he fucks with Luffy, but I think that Fishman. Thing was like also another theme of the story, which is why he has a representative of their clan there. I don't. The ogre thing is relatively new, and my guess is like, is there more ogres than just Kaido and Yamato? Because we've never heard of it outside of them too. You get mm-hmm. me? Like, or do they live like similar to the Skypea niggas, where mm-hmm. it's like a mythos around them? They have a world, but it's not easily tied to the current world that we're in. Like, maybe it's underground somewhere. Or it's just like off in a place where it's really hard to get to. So there's just a mythos of this ogre group, but there you don't see many of them. Like the way you don't see many Skypeans because niggas don't think that really exists, even though it does. Mm. You know. I'm mad that you made it sound like Jimbe is the, the diversity hire. You sure? They're all diversity <laughs> hires though. Frankie's the cyborg nigga. You gotta have somebody representing the robots. You feel me? Uh, Usopp is, I don't know who he represents, the poor niggas, the regular niggas, I don't, I don't know, I feel like Zoro, samurai, swordsmanship, shit, right, like, that's his investment, Nami, who knows, rich bitch, you just need it, um, Nico, we already know why she's there, she's there for the, the historical underbacking of everything, right, like, she kind of understands that story a little bit, and she's gonna help us understand the bigger legends behind everything, that's why she's there, Chopper would be the one I would have argued would have represented the mink race, but he's not really a mink, so that's hey, unfortunate. He's, a, he's an animal, so he's he's the diversity hire yeah. in that sense. He's representing the animals, right. and you gotta have a dead nigga on there. <laughs> oh, Who's oh, gonna what? represent the ghosts? I'm a dead okay. nigga. I'm done. Brooke is dead, okay. bro. You gotta have somebody represent said, the ghosts. They said, put that nigga, put that nigga Brooke on the dollar bill, dead presidents. <laughs> Hey, bro. You gotta have a representative of the ghost because you never oh, know no, what the spirits dude. is telling you. Damn. Wow. So, you never so, know what the spirits is telling so you. So yeah, you saying that niggas gotta be uh, making sure that they be careful about dead niggas now, huh? 100%. You gotta, you gotta be, All, gotta every be, time we go somewhere, we get a flashback about some dead niggas doing some shit. So clearly... Wow. There's a history there, bro. Wow, wow, wow. All right. Well... Soul magic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, look out for look out for the dead nigga community. They gonna be on Facebook, making sure people ain't talking shit I'm about dead you. folks. Make sure, make sure y'all make, make sure y'all watch what y'all say. They have a voice too. <laughs> um, so but um, I'm, I'm oh gonna go ahead and, uh, before we go too far in the tangent, I'm gonna go ahead and do my bit on the whole Yamato thing. I thought, uh, I felt sorry. I felt that I felt that yes. In the begin, beginning of this arc, she was definitely stronger than Luffy. Because she was able to, she, Luffy got one shot at by Thunder Boglin. She's able to take Ooh. that shit. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, granted, she has to you know put like some type <laughs> of um, shield over her body or whatever. 
Um, mm-hmm. She can actually take that and, and actually fight with him. And she was able to mm-hmm. use the Conqueror's Hockey Colton in a fight. So she definitely would have worked Luffy all the same. Um, the point where Luffy actually, I mean, I would say even when he first met her, she was still slightly stronger than her slightly stronger than him because she had those extra abilities over him even though he had already you know did the training and, and was able to do the um Ryu hockey or whatever but as soon as mm. Luffy um I would say w- before Luffy got dropped over the edge I would say he was probably exactly at, mm-hmm. at exactly at Yamato's level now that he got through mm. off the cliff ate a bunch you know probably had some type of internal level up or whatever and now he's coming mm-hmm. back into the fight. Mm-hmm. I think he's just a little bit above her. And as he continues to fight Kaido or whatever, you know, and it's going to be uh, continue to be a struggle, he's going to continue to grow more and more. Where now he's going to have a very good, um, obvious gap between him and Yamato. Then I mean, the, I doubt that. The only thing I would toss... Uh-huh, go I was going to say, I don't know if she's splitting skies like Luffy is. So, you know, if she ain't splitting skies when yeah. she clashes with Kaido, that's a you know another, another obvious sign of it, but... That's that. Right. I think the only thing that's hard for me to wrap my head around with that fight, uh, pre, you know, where you kind of said they got even. Like, I agree with most of your points there. I think the only thing that I find it hard where I feel like Luffy might be able to, you know, even a playing field or even catch a dub, apparently, is just the versatility of moves. Because I'm like, you still got Gear Fourth, and even though he didn't master Ryu, we've seen that he can, like, you know, finesse that to, to work in various situations. And while it is a feat that she was able to withstand the Thunder Bagu or whatever, I do feel like she's had practice. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I do feel like she's seen it more than Luffy, who literally just ran up on it the first time. And then, like, the second time, it didn't necessarily work the same way. You get what I'm saying? He was able to dodge it. So, I, I give her some gift. Like, I get what you're saying there, but I also don't necessarily weight it as heavily because I felt like you did grow up around this nigga. He taught you to move. Like, I'm sure you were able to figure out a level of defense to it that Luffy just wasn't because it was the first time he fucking saw that move. You get hmm. me? Like, but but I still mostly agree with what you said. It, that was just the only thing that makes me take pause because I felt like if they were to fight each other, it's like her move set versus his move set. He got a lot of moves in the pocket that I'm like, I still think she would struggle. You know, she might be able to edge out the win for sure, but I don't think it would be uh, easy if that may. And I'm not saying you were saying it was easy. I'm just thinking in my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, as far as her being stronger than Zoro and Sanji, yeah, Ooh. I'm right there with Jugga. I think she's stronger than Zoro and Sanji. I can't. I'm struggling trying to imagine how they'll become more powerful than her by simply fighting commanders, though. That's my issue. Yeah, I can expect that they're mm. going to get stronger by fighting the commanders, but do we know? Do we know if those commanders would have been able to hang with Kaido? That's my issue. But do you know if those commanders would hang with Yamato? So you feel like Yamato would beat King and Queen right now? Yeah, I, I do. One v one. Hmm. Interesting. I, I I don't have a counter argument. I don't see it that way, but I don't think I have like you know I don't have the evidence to argue it, so I can't. Refute your claim, but I don't see it that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. I feel like they would, if she won, it's because they were going easy on her because she's Kaido's child. I mean, none of, That's my none of them actually fought against her, per se. 
I just don't think right because she's Kaido's child. <laughs> I just no. My thing is, I just don't think that they would have been able to hang like she could with Kaido. I'm basing it all on her fight against um, Kaido, literally. Well, I, mean, that's I think that Kaido got. has such a huge gap. I mean, if you look at all of the huge gaps between um, all of the Yonko and their next in line or whatever, Big Mom and Katakuri, huge gap between them. Kaido and King, I would expect that there's a huge gap between them. And with me seeing how much um, Yamato is able to, at the, at the very least, hang a bit and, you know, go blow for blow, kind of matching that uh, Conqueror's holding, uh, mm-hmm. Conqueror's holding um, uh, covering, coding, um, on, on on their attacks or whatever, I'm like, she must be, she has to be so, a little bit, at, at the very least, a little bit over that first command. Here's, here's my hesitation with what you're saying, and like, I don't want to ride too much on this point because it doesn't have that much merit to it, but it's, I keep going back to the emotional relationship Yamato has with all these people, and while I do feel like Kaido isn't necessarily holding back, I do feel like the interactions between Yamato versus Kaido and Luffy versus Kaido both times are very different in terms of Kaido's mentality. Kaido's like, he obviously because Kaido, Yamato has lived this long saying this shit, even though Kaido's a dick of a father, she's still alive. You feel what I'm saying? Like, there is a level of sympathy there. When Luffy came up on him and did that, like, Kaido was so disrespected. He needs to let this nigga know his place in the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? I felt like the mentality he went in with this Yamato fight was like, I'm pissed off that my daughter still doesn't fucking see my side of the story. But, like, I'll entertain this battle. But I don't feel like he went in with that level of, like, I'm ready to kill you. Right? I still feel like he went easy, if that makes sense. I don't feel like he was pulling punches necessarily, but I don't feel like he was pulling out the stops he could have pulled out to end Yamato if he really wanted to. That makes sense. I mean, we've seen this nigga pull out a blast, bro. We've seen this nigga turn into a half-dragon, full-dragon. You know what I'm saying? There's a little bit of versatility that I don't see like he applied to that. It sounded like he was like, all right, we'll go mano-a-mano, bat-to-bat type thing. He did He did that. He like did the do the blast, bro. versus Luffy fight. He did do the blast, bro. Yamato also had her oh, own he blast, okay. bro, and they canceled each yeah. other on some yin-yang shit. Her, yeah, she had her young. Oh, okay. Um... So, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, hmm. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, that's a lot I, of speculation. I hear all your points, Graves. I think they're valid. That's a lot of speculation. Yeah, I hear your points. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I definitely think you got some valid points. Like, I, I could see it going either way. My mind is just set on the whole, she's still this nigga's kid, and it seems like the way I feel like her story was positioned, while even though Kaido was a dick to her, it was still like you're the princess of the kingdom. Mm. You feel me? So we're still protecting you and, you know, shielding you from the BS and not really going at you like we would if you was a regular nigga playing these games with us. You know what I mean? Like, the game she's playing is definitely, like, killable offenses. Like, Kaido's crew would have been dragged a nigga doing that shit long time ago. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Man, that's a tough call. You. If anything, uh, yeah. Man. And as that second question, I, I don't see her becoming a straw hat. But I could see her <laughs> temporarily riding with them, riding with the boys, just like how Odin rolled with the boys back on mm-hmm. the um back in um um Rogers Rogers crew. He wasn't an mm-hmm. official um pirate uh pirate mate of Roger because he was still part of um Whitebeard's crew. 
He was just interning yeah. on uh, on Roger's crew, essentially. But um, That's fair. considering that she calls her, she considers herself Odin all the way down to the core. And if they're trying to keep a you know parallel between Roger and Luffy, I can see her joining yeah. as Odin in that case. I just don't see any purpose for her being on there. That's no that. use. That's no, yeah. that's nothing that she can do to um, help out, just like the way Odin did, because he was actually able to read the Poneglyphs. We already have mm. we already have Robin that's in that true. case, so I don't see any purpose for her being in the crew in that sense. Ogres, and my only thing would be is if ogres Not are related diversity. to the bigger story somehow. <laughs> That's it. We don't know enough about them at all, and like even Oda's like, um, um, like the way he sold the whole Kaido thing, strongest creature, all this other stuff. Some of the stuff Kaido seasoning in their fight about like ogres and how they're kind of perceived. I feel like maybe there's a connection that we're missing. That would be the only thing that they explore, and I'm kind of mad that it's not getting explored. That was one of my gripes. Like if we were to talk about our thoughts on the art. Mm-hmm of me is like, okay, this whole thing was the build up to he's a creature, right? But the dragon thing is still just the fruit, not him. The the creature standpoint is coming from the fact that he's an ogre. And we're not like I mean, I feel like I've gotten more information on the niggas with two joints, the double double arm niggas and the double leg niggas than I have about Kaido being a fucking ogre. You feel me? Like and that's a little disappointing to me because I'm just like, all right, you're a Yonko, one of the biggest niggas in here like I need a Kaido. Like of all the flashbacks I've cared to see, I really want to see where the how this ogre nigga said, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna be a pirate," and then became a successful pirate, and you know had a kid with what a human is 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 Yamato an ogre hybrid or like a full ogre? Like, did you find another ogre to fuck? Like, how does this thing work? I don't know. Something, but I guarantee you won't get the answer. Something to tells that. me that nigga did some Demon Slayer shit, right? <laughs> It's just not, it's, it's not, um, I need more development there for sure. Because I'm just like, I hate that Oda builds such a massive world of different races and then, like, doesn't really take, he does it with most of them, but in this case, it's a sign of him not taking the time to develop them, and that's a little disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. That's all. I just need, I need that, the info on the ogres, because the Zoan fruits have felt, have fallen flat to me at this point. I think we're officially, like, I mean, I'm sure we're going to see some from Queen, some from King, but to me, they more or less fallen flat. Mm. So now it's this ogre thing that's left as far as world building goes for me. I mean, you f- I mean, I mean, he's he's not the only race that we don't know much about. We don't know about Lunarians. That's King's race. What? King. Oh, uh, like the king, king, king. The, like yeah, Kaido king, king, the wildfire Kaido king. Oh, oh, yeah, but I mean, like he's, he's, he's just, king just who? you know, all that shit. <laughs> I was, I wasn't thinking about it, but yeah, he said, he said, fuck that. Because when you said king, my mind went to yeah, my mind went to uh, Tekken. So I'm like, king, what? Oh, I didn't know he got. I forgot about the whole Lunarian call out, but yeah. I'm, I'm still like, I give you that, but that's rarely new. You know, that's just as new as the ogre thing. Mm, uh huh. I'm talking about like old, older races that we've known for a while right. that what about, haven't been talking. What about. about the Three Eyed Tribe? Old Puddin's race. We don't know about that. Race. Oh, that shit. <laughs> I guess that's Damn. that's a fair call out. But I mean, it's also through the lens of Puddin, so I didn't expect much development there in general. But I mean, well, it is what considering it is. that they're supposed to have some type of crazy power to be able to read the Poneglyphs. 
that's something that that people should know about. Damn, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I can see, but when you say that, then to me, if that's a statement, my thought goes to okay, we're not gonna know about them now, but we will know about them later. To me, this ogre thing has not been tied to any bigger pieces in the story. The Lunarian thing has. So to me, I know that this will constantly keep coming up. The ogre thing hasn't. The ogre thing was solely centered around what is Kaido. Now we know that. Like, is this where it drops? Or are we going to tie this to a bigger piece in the story? Which I think will come back from a flashback. Which I'm hopefully expecting because that's what Oda does. Is there's flashbacks all around. Big Mom got a flashback. So I'm expecting one from Kaido. And I'm hoping that that ties it into something that... You know, a bigger piece in the world to where this makes more sense. Well, supposedly there are theories that um, Kaido's race is derived from the ancient giants. Because those niggas were way larger Mm -hmm. than the current giants we have right now. Oh, like a horse? And because you you can see, yeah, like oars. Or nigga, oh nigga Shima. It's literally a giant skull with horns. That's true. That's fair. Like like there's the theories that, that those niggas used to be out here running the world or whatever. And um, mm. and let's not forget that the first, I think probably the very first, so depending on translation, you can hear Ogre, you can hear Oni, I prefer Oni. The very first one we actually know of is actually um, the nigga um, from Thriller Bark. Um, Oz Jr. Damn, I can never. Yeah, no, Oz Jr. Uh, Jr. No, the one who was the main villain. The nigga that c- controls the shadows. Oh, oh. Gecko Moria? Moria? Gecko Moria. Gecko Moria? He got horns he was and those sharp teeth. The nigga got horns, bro. Oh, that could reveal to me, bro. I didn't know that. You, you ain't peeped the horns? No, I mean... I mean, I peeped that, but, like, I didn't know that that's what they were tra- going right. with with the whole Gecko Moria thing. Huh. I mean... That's yeah, different. I, about that I mean, if I, could be, I could be wrong about sorry. it, but... Wait, so, so long story short, you're saying that Moria is the same race as Yamato and uh, Kaido? I think, I, think, I think he's the same race. He got issues with what? Do we got issues with Whitebeard or Kaido? Hmm. You know how each of the Shishibukai, well, not each of them, but a good chunk of them had an issue with the Yonko. Oh. Like, uh, Crocodiles was Whitebeard. I've, uh, Gekko Moria's got called out. Was it Kaido? Kaido destroyed his whole crew, I believe? Yeah, or Kaido, was it Whitebeard? Kaido killed his whole crew. Kaido killed his whole crew. Mm-hmm. He had beef with him. Got you. So he Damn. wanted to figure out a way to revive yep. his whole crew to run, run up on uh, Kaido. And kill that nigga. But obviously, you know, that was never going to happen. Yeah. No, I mean, he is cranking it with Blackbeard right now, so you know he's still scheming. So, so he got an ex blood type. Unless, Never heard of that. Unless before. the nigga just got killed by, by, by Blackbeard. Eh, I feel like we would have saw that, though, don't you think? I don't know. They killed, they killed that nigga Absalom. And Facts? That was his right of death. But at the same time, other than Mad Penny, though, like, to pretty much, because, like, I mean, I thought we originally thought that Moria got bodied by Doflamingo anyway, so I mean, I was personally surprised he was alive in the first place. So for him in my head to be coming back, oh, peekaboo, I'm still alive, run up on Blackbeard, and then he actually gets bodied then and be like, wow. So, I don't know. I feel like he's just scheming with Blackbeard because they both scheming mother efforts. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got a point? But that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, definitely some new info for me, but I'm I like you said, I'm interested to see where they're gonna go with that. Um I'm just trying to see if they have any calls out call outs on the wiki yet for ogres. 
No. Look up. Maybe look up Onis. Uh, yeah. I looked up Oni on Gecko Moria stuff. They didn't call it out. Mm. Uh, they said he's just inspired by a Oni. Uh, let me see. Oni here. If they have an extra page for it. Hey, I'm, I'm calling him Oni. Because he, he definitely ain't human. I agree. I mean, it, it seems like that's where they're going with it. It's just a matter of like, yeah, there's no back stuff yet, I guess. There's no... Super details on the race yet, but find out when the time comes, I guess. Big facts. Hmm. Uh, anything else on One Piece? Nope. All right, time to close this out with MVPs and Goofies. Uh, who wants to start? I, I mean, I can off. start since I ain't got no MVP. Whoa. My Goofy. <laughs> My Goofy. We are already on the topic anyway. My Goofy is Kaido. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Because, because my nigga, you a Yonko, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you got this humongous crew of niggas where you got essentially what's less than a quarter of the amount of uh, people of your guys running up on you at your party. Tom, are we finna come and take this bitch? And they come and turn the tables right. on you? And then you let the main guy live multiple times just so he can come back stronger each time? My guy. That's what Big Mom did. Goofy. Hit the back of the line, sir. Because you definitely should have nah, killed. You should have killed that nigga Luffy the first time you saw him from the jump. Talking about, talking from about the I wanna, jump. He should still go in front of Big I Mom. I want to destroy his will so he can work for me. <laughs> no, my my guy. When you saw that nigga come back the second time trying to throw hands with you, you should have been like, "All right, I'm tired of playing around with these kids because they keep trying to run run up on me. I I ain't torture him enough, so I'm gonna kill him." That's Fact. what should have did, but you were goofy. And then after you would have killed him, you would have ran through everybody else and did work. Yep. But now, but right. now you over here fighting him again because you were goofy, and you finna yep. lose. Right. Yep. So that's it. That's facts. That shit is wild. That's facts though. Uh, I agree with you, though. I'm just saying that um, of all the Yonko so far, um, Whitebeard was Luffy's friends, which was smart, I guess, or not Luffy's friend. I don't really know how to put it. But uh, Big Mom made the same fucking mistake. That's all I'm going to call out. Because I remember being that angry when that bitch had him sitting in the jail cell and was like, I'm not killing him. I said, kill him. <laughs> Why are you sparing this nigga? Exactly. Like, kill him. Like, what are you talking and, about? And, like, he talked shit over the phone to her, to her face. He was like, fuck you, bitch. I'm going to fucking kill you. And she was like, okay. And her, I was like, bitch, you should have went there and jawed him. And murder because, him, but because, no, you let him get out. Yes, because anybody else, she would have killed them, right? Right. Like, that's a killable offense. Right. Like, the, yeah, that was crazy. Anyways. To me, at least Kaido was operating off what worked with the other two, because he did that to Basil and Kid. It didn't necessarily work on Kid, but he had that nigga locked up in the jail cell, you know, for a couple of months. You <laughs> feel me? And uh, the other one it worked on, he got him to switch sides. So, for me, I felt like he was operating on what worked. The only thing that will put him behind the line to me is that Big Mom definitely should have told his ass, like, kill this nigga. Like, like kill him. Yep. Like, I know he can't beat me, but he definitely, like, fuck my shit up. Like, you, you should kill him. Like, as soon as you get the chance. Well, And he did well, that. He tried. Is, it's just Mom, Luffy bounced back from that first shot. I mean, the thing is, Big Mom said that she was going to be the one to kill his ass, but she was over there bullshitting. Oh, it was so Yanko versus... 
Losing her fucking memory and shit like a goofy. Now that was some goofy ish. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fight for y'all. Okay, big mom, what the fuck? <laughs> Yo, all I'm saying is, Luffy really flipped the, the script on all these niggas. I agree with you, man. Fuck Kaido, but he's not my goofy. <laughs> That's facts. Um, uh, are you one? Yeah, sure. I'll toss my goofy out. My goofy's got to go. I have not finished part two of season two. But it's going to Clayman from motherfucking <laughs> <laughs> the time I got reincarnated as a slime. The fact that this nigga tr- tried Rimaru was his biggest folly. For, I know it happened since, like, technically this plot has been played since the season one of the show. But I just have to say now, looking at Veldora, who is going to get my MVP. But anyways, looking at Vel- Veldora, fucking Diablo... Uh, all these gold niggas that he's had, and I've spoiled myself a little bit to see just how powerful some of these people can mm-hmm. get or get, and the amount of like unique skills of the people in his yeah, team. Cool. Like Shuna has a skill where she cooks shitty things, but because her skill is that I'm a master chef, it tastes amazing. <laughs> like that's the type of niggas you're dealing with, whose whose abilities are literally breaking the fabric of reality, and you wanted to fuck with that nigga for. Whatever reason. Like, yeah, you're a goofy, bro. He's going to take you down bad. I don't know if it happens in season two. I don't know if it's going to happen in season three. But Clayman, when that nigga Rumor pull up, it's going to be worse than Fall Move. That's all I'm going to say, bro. Y'all about to get jogged. So, uh, MVP for me has to go to Veldora. Just a few episodes of Slime that I've been watching. Veldora is still keeping... It's so nice to see him be Veldora outside now. Instead of just those journal shits at the end. It's hilarious to see him show up and interact. And to see how actually feared he is. Because I don't think we got that that whole time. Like the first season, they talked about Veldora and how big of a power vacuum he created. But like it was never really talked about how scared of this nigga people actually were. But knowing that he got reincarnated and seeing how like... The guy, the dwarf king is acting. The I guess elf king yeah. is acting. It's absolutely hilarious just to see that. Like, oh, Veldor really was not that nigga to play with, like at all. <laughs> and I just like his commentary because he literally operates that way. He just shows up and he's like, "Yeah, I really don't care, bro." But like, I'm friends. Like the fact that Rimaru's group bowed down to Veldora when they saw him in front yep. of Rimaru. Tells you how strong of a nigga that guy was. They were like, wait, you know this nigga? He was like, yeah, bro, we're friends. And they was like... (laughs) (laughs) Bro, wait until you're done with the season. Homie does, like, the funniest-ish. Actually, you might have seen clips of it as far as, like, the the video game homage. Have you seen that yet? I have not seen that one I'll spoil it for you because it's it's the funniest thing I've seen in a while. You're going to be like... This mother effer really is just living his best life however he wants to live it. But nah, I feel that 100%. This whole season was like, it put it, like, it was good and it put it over the top because of Eldora. Beautiful. And like, Loki, actually, to go into that, that's my MVP. Like, the whole second season of that uh, time I got reincarnated as a slime, beautifully done. It was, it was at the very beginning, you could argue it was a little slow. That is the only thing I can say bad about it. Everything else, mad decent. Action, animation, plot, even like how it ended, decent cliffhanger enough. Like all, all of it was just delightful. It was just very well done. 
Glad that it was still good after season one. Looking forward to season three. Wasn't confirmed yet. However, they did confirm a movie um, that's going to be released next year. So with that and the hype from season two, it's probably going to be a season three also. So good-ish, long story short. For my goofy, real easy, my hero, Stain, I'm done. I don't even want to talk about him. Just things effing trash. Like, my God. <laughs> That's it. For sure. For sure. All right. Uh, well, other than that, I think we are done with this episode of the AfroTaku Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. Um, and we will catch y'all in the next one for probably another chapter reaction when that happens. All righty. Um, yep. That's it. Until next time. Peace.